Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 116 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave, this is the entertainment show for February and March 2018, and so of course I'm joined by the man who is currently trying to get me to listen to grunge music. It's Chris. Hello. Hello. Is it it working? I listened to that latest soundcheck show that you did. Oh dear. Your Pearl Jam one. You know what, (laughs) mate? Musically... Yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's good. It's the vocals that do it for me. It's that ah. yeah bit sort of. <laughs> and I, I know there's people going to be listening to this and calling me every name under the sun, but it just no, no it just didn't tick that one final box. But I love the guitar sound on it. Mm. Um, for those that don't know, we're talking about the Pearl Jam album Ten, by the way. And yeah, they I thought yeah this is all right, and then he opened his mouth and they thought. No, not for me, unfortunately. Oh, did, have you uh, sort of listened to it before, though, or is it one of the first I'm fami- times? No, I'm familiar with a few of the songs. I mean, because they had some quite big hits, didn't they? Mm. So, I mean, those, those three in particular, I yeah, think. So, you know, yeah. yeah, so, you know, driving about around back in the day, I'd have heard, you know, whatever was on the rock radio and that, and those were quite obviously on it. So I did know, you know, I did know them and some of the other songs, but I've, no, I've never bought one of their albums or, you know gone i'll go and listen to pearl jam but mm. good, good effort though you know good effort well there's more to come i'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to say i mean again as i said in the show i'm kind of doing it as a bit of a challenge for you uh to see if there's anything that you actually like that you may not have heard of but uh obviously other people can enjoy them and i think that um we had a little bit of feedback from tom marrett who uh who's now listening on spotify uh which is new isn't it it is, yeah. We've had some great feedback since we've been on Spotify, so that's good. Um, I, I think I've I've only ever used it once or twice. I don't subscribe to it. I think I had I had a free trial of it and whatever. Do you use it quite regularly? No, not really. I just use the free version. Uh, okay. Mostly in the summer, you know, when it's like barbecue weather outside and you put Spotify on and listen to it on random or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've never subscribed to it. No, there's uh, as I mentioned when I did the Puddle of Mud show, uh, my friend at work told me about this. There's the Amazon um, Music as well mm. app that you can download, and if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, then you do get a fair chunk of music as part of that subscription, yeah. such as the Puddle of Mud album and uh, Ten by Pearl Jam is oh, on there, there as well. Go. So um, yeah, I'm kind of trying to tie it all into that there there is more like a premium version of it that you can buy but i can't be asked with all that bollocks so um but but yeah i mean i've got like an, an ipod which has got thousands of and thousands of albums and music and songs and all that bollocks on it so yeah. you know you can't beat that but oh, uh it's amazing the the sort of how things are changing. I mean, we'll talk about that later on. I'm guessing it it ties into one of our double dip picks, mm-hmm. but uh, it is kind of amazing the the rise of these uh, streaming sites and and how it's you know it's not just Netflix and Amazon Video and uh, now you've got obviously like these music street. I know what was it the. Um, Napster kind of uh, started it all off, I think, was yeah. it? Yeah, well, I didn't... I never used Napster. I used um, Audio Galaxy for anybody out there that might have used the same. And that was... I mean, we're going back to... I don't know. I got online in 1994. Mm. Yeah, and when it was just... And it was just all the bulletin boards. It, this is like, you know, proper, like, 
pre sort of internet as we know it. It was just I went online for bulletin boards for for the Amiga and to download games for the Amiga. Really? <laughs> yeah, Bloody yeah. Hell. Wow. Um, there was a guy that lived around the corner. He got me onto them, and he went, "Oh, you know about this?" Because you know. And that was, you know, it's back in dial-up, isn't it? When you had to pay so much a month and then you had to pay so much a minute as well for your internet usage. Uh, and that, yeah, that was the main use of it for, was for me to go on these Amiga bulletin boards uh, and, you know, to do all of that. So the way that it is now with everything, it's like, you know, broadband and this, that and the other. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. We've got, uh, we've had Virgin um, Media put into our street recently. So I'm actually, I'm moving away from Sky and I'm signing up to them. So I'm interested to see if I get like 200, you know, meg download speeds and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. I mean, the, the fucking, the, the porn sites are just going to take a hammer in when that gets installed. <laughs> yeah, that's not the only thing that's going to take a hammer in, is it? Come on. <laughs> But no, I mean, talking about that kind of stuff, I mean, it was the Dreamcasters, which kind of, um, mm, yeah. you know, back in, uh, was it 98, 99? 99, I think. And, um, you know, kind of that's where online gaming kicked off for me, you know, and, and then, but not only that, because you could get, I think it was the Dream Key, which was like a browser. You could put, yeah. the, put, put the disc in and then it took you to like a web browser. And then it was actually seeing kind of um, like, porn internet porn for the first time <laughs> and you know being in another room from somebody else so i had to do it really quietly and then you kind of you seeing these like pictures like kind of just slowly fill the screen and you think thinking shit shit hurry up hurry up yeah that's it oh and then it, the last few last few lines and it turns out it's a she-male and you go oh no it's like oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that nah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? You know, because well, I send you sometimes some freaky shit on um, WhatsApp, you know, and it's just it's so readily available. It's amazing, mm -hmm. but um, but yeah, that that was those were fun times. And then the GameCube, and it because like you carried on playing Fantasy Star online and getting that online and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was um, that was a beta tester for the PlayStation Two online as well. Really? Yeah, playing SOCOM on that. Yeah. How did you get into that? How did you get I asked? don't know. I think, signed up or? Yeah, I signed up and then I got an email through and then, yeah, you've been accepted. Uh, I think they wanted some sort of broad range across the demographic of people trying it. And, uh, yeah, they sent me all the kit and God, what an absolute pain in the arse it was to set it all up with your, with your PS2. Trying to get it online took me five weeks just to try and get it online. Really? But once it was up the novelty of, of like playing SOCOM online with other people and was like, whoa, this is good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. I mean, just to think that, uh, like, cause obviously now, like we, you can talk to each other and stuff, but going back to the Dreamcast uh, days of playing Fantasy Star Online and you'd have like um, your keyboard. I had a controller which was it? no, I think that was the GameCube. Basically, yeah, but it, yeah, it was the GameCube version. But it was like a keyboard, but it had a controller built into it because yeah. you type. You know, you wouldn't speak to people. You'd actually type things and stuff like that. You know, um, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? See so, yeah, how quickly things have moved on. Really, I mean, yeah. it's not that long ago, is it? So, um, God, we sound really fucking old, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not like it was with a hoop and a stick, was it? No, yeah. not in the good old days. I've said it before, though. It, it does make kids today, kids today, little bastards that they are, <laughs> they're so impatient. It's unreal. And they don't have to wait. They, they literally have seconds or minutes to wait for something, you know, and it's, it, yeah, they're so impatient. Yeah. 
these bloody millennials. Bloody kids, everything on the phone at a touch of a button. Music, press a button on the phone, it's there. Film, press a button on the phone, it's there. Again, yeah. do the same. It's like, fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, but mm. uh, but the, yeah, the, the, the OnePlus, obviously, is the, the, the you know, the, the porn that you can get nowadays. Yeah, you'll have to... Some, uh, Unbelievable. You'd have to give a big update then once you're up up and running, as it were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be wearing myself out that day. I'll, yeah, go on, I'll, I'll be, be testing out my uh, my credentials, my historic credentials of five in one day. <laughs> 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 Seeing if I can still do it. I can keep up with the kids. I like I, I keep I, sort of like I say now because I still play football, you know, with kid not say kids, people half my age, you know, and everything. I can I can I can, I can still keep up with them. That's my big claim to fame, you know. Mm. But I'm thinking, can I can I still do that? Can I still have five wanks in one day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might, might try and go for a record. Yeah, and it just come, comes out like dust. You know? <laughs> You'll have enough bandwidth, though. You could, you could, you know, Twitch stream it live, couldn't you? And, and oh, do some God. sort of fundraising. Yeah, that's the other thing as well. Is because um, Lucy watches these. She she's on. There's like kids' version of YouTube, and um, it's all. It's all. It's it's like basically kids playing with toys but playing out a scene and stuff she's absolutely okay. addicted to it you know and i've heard of like um kids watching videos of minecraft and yeah. you know there's people you know there's people who actually make a living out of that kind of thing uh and obviously twitch people watching games so i i don't personally get that i, I i've never watched well I say never actually i tell a lie i've watched uh say like dits when he was like just doing a bit of streaming just to have a look see what it was about and what he was doing and everything else and thinking yeah it's just not for me i'd much rather be involved and play the game than watch somebody else play it do you know what i mean mm -hmm, yeah. so um but then like i was t explaining this to Kay because she doesn't get it at all because like she's she even if, for somebody who's younger than I am, you know what I mean? She's so sort of technologically backwards. It's unbelievable, you know what I mean? She just, she'd much rather live in the, the, the ages of uh, when people just had books and a candle and stuff, you know, which is, which is fair <laughs> enough. But uh, she doesn't get all that kind of why people, why would you watch somebody else play with something when you can actually play with something yourself? And and, and I was talking, telling her about the video things and everything. She, she, and she said, I, I don't, and I was like, I don't understand why people would watch somebody playing a game and talking about it and then she she just she's really incisive when she wants to be and she just cut me down and made, made me question one of my favorite things i'm doing right now and she said oh like you do when you're making your video game videos <laughs> like you bastard but that's different you know i'm not you know i'm not streaming it i'm actually i'm recording it and it's but yeah i thought you that's it now. Really cut you down. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do them anymore. That's I'm it. Bit. Did you stamp your feet? <laughs> Just stormed out of the room. Yeah. How, how dare you? <laughs> but no. So, but uh, yeah, it is. It's it's good fun anyway. But um, yeah. Anyway, how are you? Have you had a nice uh, Easter so far? It's Easter Friday. Uh, good Friday. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you're into all that religious yeah, stuff, whatever. Yeah. Well, I I spent mine talking to Gary Tunnicliffe all about hell. So, oh. yeah, it's a good way to spend Easter, I suppose. Very but, nice. Mm. And, and did you have a good time? Yeah, it was good. I mean, people that have listened to the show that I did with Gary last year, well, you know, you know, he's a cracking guest. Um, I don't have to say anything. I just, you know, I don't even need to ask any questions or nothing because he's, you know, such a great talker and he's got so many great stories to tell. Uh, but, yeah, but we concentrated, um, as people listening to this might have already heard, concentrated on 
the latest Hellraiser movie out that he wrote and directed and uh, acts in as well. Hellraiser Judgment. Yeah, some cracking stuff, some great stories he told me. It's, uh, mm. yeah, a good listen. Nice one. I'm looking forward to listening to that because, uh, like you said, your last show was brilliant. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, is there a release date on that? Uh, I know it's available, I think, to buy... It's in America. Like, yeah, you can get it from abroad, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon.com you can get it, um, which the sales figures for that, we talk about this, it, it sold really well on DVD and Blu-ray. There's no uh, international distribution yet, so you can't get it, say, from you know Amazon UK or Amazon Australia and so on. You're going to have to pick up uh, the disc from Amazon America, which I did. So, you know, that's all right until they get the, the distribution worldwide. Is it region-free as well, or...? Uh... No, it's, it's... I think so, yeah. Ours is a multi-region player anyway, so I'd never really okay. sort of check. I just sort of chuck it in, and it plays, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, people, you know, people can check. I think everybody's got sort of multi-region players now, for DVD at least, and, you know, not, not Blu-ray, but definitely for DVD. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I know that, that you know, th that things are region locked, you know, because mm. uh, another one of the films I'm going to talk about, it made me think about it was one of my first ever DVDs that I got uh, back in 1998, I think it was, or 99. And um, yeah, I think it was because I got a region one version of it. And, you know, you, you, you go to lengths to unlock your DVD player yeah, and everything else, yeah. you know, either putting a code in on the remote control yourself yeah. or, or paying somebody to do it for you. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, again, those are kind of cool little things that you remember, isn't it? You know, and people don't have to worry about it so much these days. No, no, it's yeah. different now. You can you can buy quite safely. Um, like I say, unless it's Blu-ray. A lot of that, you know, region region um, free Blu-ray players or multi-region Blu-ray players, I should say, are, you know, you can get them easy enough, but they're not that cheap still. So, mm. 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 so yeah, there we go. It's been a little while since we've done one of these shows, it's but been, uh, yeah. life and everything else gets oh, in the way. It. Yeah, I've paired. I've paired. I'm not going to do like I did the last time we did a a, a a double one, doubled up and did two months. I've I've really pared it down to the good shit you know what i mean oh yeah. yeah i've even there was some document documentaries that I've, no rubbed it off not, the list mate rubbed it off not the made list. the cut didn't Oof. make the cut no bloody so. hell mm. is uh, that because there was shit or is no, that there's a couple there's a couple that was decent there's one that i would have talked about but and then then weighing it up i thought well no this this is better to talk about than that so it it, it got lost in the shuffle Oh, and we've got our double dip features as well. Oh, we have. We oh, have. love those. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I'm going to start video games. Normally start with video games. I'll get them out of the way. Because, believe it or not, because like I said before, uh, regular listeners know, I'll only talk about it when I've completed them. Uh, I completed six of them, mate. What? Yeah. What? Now, this isn't to say that I started and completed all of them within the last couple of months. You know, I, I think nearly all of them were ongoing. And it just so happened that since we last recorded, I've dipped back into them and finished. Finished them off. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to spend too much time on them, but I'll give a heads up with what they were. Uh, starting with Ma Yong. Or do you say it Ma Jong? I think you say um, Ma Yong, don't you? I'd, I do. I'd, I'd say Ma Yong, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chinese tile game. You get a load of tiles and you normally get four of each. They've got all different symbols on. This version of it uh, was... I made the mistake that playing it originates. It's taken me just over a year to complete it. You have to complete 70 levels to you know, finish the game. And the default um, sort of illustrations 
that it gives you on these tiles there's some that you can't work out they're not exact matches so it'll give you some sort of weird flower and maybe a branch and those two match each other to get rid of the tiles and i couldn't work some of them out and then i found in the settings that you can change whatever pictures are on the tiles and i found one that made it piss easy and i like flew through them hence why i finished it Okay, but it's a good. It's a you get a load of tiles. There's four of each sort of uh, illustration. They're all stacked randomly on top of each other, and you have to remove two of the same as long as uh, um, they're not touching other ones. Basically, is what it is. But that was my podcast game. I always like a podcast game where I don't need sound on the television. I can just have a podcast playing in the background, sit back with the TV on silent, and not really, you know, you've not got a narrative to follow, or there's no, you know, no dialogue or anything like this. You can just sit back and chill out. So that was my podcast game that I can play. Yeah, with. I do that as well. With uh, I've been playing. Oh God, I've, I've, I told you about this. I've, I've had to delete it off my my console because it was just driving me insane. Uh, Zuma, do you remember? Yes. Oh yeah, it was a great game. Oh, so I mean, the, the basic it's, it's a little puzzle game, and you've got a. I don't know if it's the balls that attracted me, the, the different coloured <laughs> balls, particularly the blue balls. Uh, but <laughs> I, so you've got like a, a, it's all kind of set around like the Aztec Inca kind of setting and whatever. You've got little balls that kind of work there, worm their way around, and there's like a little hole that, <laughs> which the balls have to get into. Um, and, and and so the, you get to fire your balls, of, uh, and and you have to match three colours. And um, obviously, you know when the the, the balls reach the hole then it's game over and, and so i've been utterly obsessed with this fucking game and i don't understand why i'd it was just every time i'd put it on put the xbox on instead of playing like what i would class as say a decent game um or something i can sink my teeth into i just play this and i just be and k would be like saying are you playing that fucking game again and it's like i can't help it it's really you know and because and it's i got to a point i think it's like level six um and there's i think there's five or six levels within each level and i just get to a point where i, I can't do this anymore i can't it's because i wouldn't i wouldn't get past that level yeah. and i don't know how many i don't know how many levels there are uh but it just drives me insane because uh you know but it's it's just i think it's the sound of the balls clinking together or something i don't know what it mm. is it, it's a fun little game anyway don't get me wrong but i'm thinking i'm playing this game it's like 10 years old where i could be playing bloody the witcher 3 or i could have finished probably the witcher 3 with the amount of time that i've played into played into this frigging game so i've switched that now for rocket league because that's another pick up and play game yes, that's yeah utterly addictive you can just you know oh because i've got that on the switch as well as the playstation uh, on the sorry the xbox uh or i did it on playstation and it's it's great on the switch as well as it is on the the xbox really good fun game and it's got uh cross play as well so you, oh, you know on the xbox you can play pc and uh switch people which is good mm. um for some reason uh sony don't want to play ball <laughs> you know but whatever so but now uh there's that so go on what else have you got what else have you got uh, madden 18 the long shot story mode their first oh. sort of foray with their nfl game into you know sort of a single player story mode and it's it was all right it was nothing great that you didn't funnily enough in an american football game you didn't really play a lot of american football within the story mode it was more of a little sort of mini rpg where you're making decisions and which dialogue option to pick and you know you're this generic guy this lad and you follow through and he's he's picked for this tv show called long shot and to have another chance at making the nfl and it's story-wise it held my attention and it was all right and i guess as 
a first go at a story mode in an NFL game. It was okay. I just wish they'd put a bloody head coach mode into it. I just, mm. you know, that's that's the, my been my bugbear for a long time. I just want a head coach mode where I can sit back, call the plays, and let the you know let the console or your PC do the rest. But yeah, for some reason they're still not doing it. So, oh well. Mm. Uh, just uh, while we're on the subject as well of games that I've had to delete because I got t- totally obsessed with them, mm. uh, was Football Star Manager. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I got to a point, and, and I, th- I think I must have gone about 20-plus seasons, um, you know, with uh, with Wolves. Highs and lows. I never got around to, to winning the European Cup, which was annoying. Yeah. Um, because I'd get to a point in it where... Because uh, you, you, you you do go through lots and lots of highs and lows with that game, and you know I think each each person's story or game can be totally different. But long story short, I ended up getting sacked because I was in a massive amount of debt. I think I borrowed 125 million off the bank, and I wasn't winning, and I ended up getting relegated again. And so I kind of thought, you know what, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to gamble here and see if I can win the bloody cups that I want to. Because I won everything else. I've won like the league titles. Yeah. I've won the FA Cup, and I, I just I, that elusive European Cup, and, <laughs> and and it just and so. But the thing is, because I was losing sleep over it to a point, not not like it was, uh, you know, I was waking up in a cold sweat or anything like that. But I was just. It, it was keeping me from going to bed, you know, because I'd lie in bed and I'd go, just one more game. That's just, it, isn't it? It just, is one of those. It's the classic, just one more just game. One more game. Yeah. Just one more game. And then one game attended, ended up being a season. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. Because that would be like, you know, an hour's worth of gameplay <laughs> or whatever. But uh, a brilliant game, but I have had to delete it off my phone. And I've had, I, 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 well, people may have noticed as well. Uh, I'm not on Twitter very much these days because I've deleted Twitter off my phone as well. And I've become a lot more productive, uh, shall we say, since I've just stopped having faffy things and fiddly things. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they're they're good and everything, but they do distract you a lot away from doing other things, I find. Um, So, yeah, that was it. I thought, that's it. I I can't do it all over again. Um, I'm just re- I've retired now from football management, but it's a brilliant game. It totally, is, yeah. uh, you know. But just be careful that it it, it can be very absorbing and <laughs> you yeah. get too addicted to it. Yeah, and which kind of made me think, uh, you know, thinking about gaming as I, as I've I don't know as I get older, I've been in a massive sort of uh, gaming funk, uh, uh, and I know that's that's a, people thinking, oh, poor baby, and everything else. You know what I mean? But it's kind of I just. I don't know why, but I've just not had my mind or any, my, you know, my heart focused on anything really. Right. And and I think it's like, and, but then and it kind of made me question, like I said, because I've been playing Zuma, Rocket League, and I've been really, I've been enjoying them. But at the same time, I don't think, it's hard to sort of put into words. I don't feel like I'm, I'm actually get, getting, getting anything substantial from them, except I am enjoying them while I'm doing them. But there's, yeah. there's, 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 no, there's no sort of like narrative. There's no, uh, you know, longevity or whatever. I'm just, I mean, say with Rocket League, I'm just playing a game and I'm really enjoying it. But 
that's it. It's a, it's a very kind of encapsulated kind of thing. It's mm. not like there's a story or anything else attached to it, which I do like in games, you know. And then it got me thinking, is there actually anything wrong with that? You know, if I just spent the next sort of like six weeks or two months or three months or whatever just playing Rocket League, as long as I'm enjoying it, well, is yeah, that yeah. that's all that matters really, exactly, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's no uh, competition, is it, to, you know, complete as many games as you can or to try and play every new game that comes out. It's just, as long as you're enjoying the experience, that's that's the main thing. Yeah, it's since I finished Evil Within 2, which I really enjoyed. I mean, I, I wrote a review of, of it and put it on the website, you know, because I enjoyed it. Um, but then a game came out the blue, and it, and, and, I've, and again, I've finished it now, but you, I've written a review of it um, called Super Hot, mm-hmm. um, which is on the Xbox now, and you can get it uh, as part of your Games with Gold subscription for free. And I think you can get it with Twitch as well if you're an Amazon subscriber you can get it free plus it's part of the new humble bundle uh so you you know you can pay sort of like you know pennies for it basically um oh god wow that was a really really good game really interesting different take on a first person shooter where kind of like the the concept is is that time only moves when you move as as a character you can't run it's not twitchy like call of duty or those kinds of shooters it's just a it's a fun figuring out kind of puzzle game you know where it's satisfying where you like shooting enemies and throwing a, a bottle at an enemy and they throw a that you know they drop their gun you pick it up and you shoot that everyone else it's just a it kind of feels a little bit like you're playing a scene out of the matrix you know but with mm-hmm. you know it's yeah it's just it's, it's, for two hours and there's little meta things that are going on inside it you know because i sat and watched talking about like the old internet and everything else you know when it first started up and people were in chat rooms there was um there's a you can go into the, the credits and the, the different sort of like sections of the game because the way it's set out is very much like you're looking at um you know like an old school t- like like I say chat room yeah and I was just watching these this conversation going on between nobody but I was totally engrossed in it because it was kind <laughs> of explaining what super hot is and then people were joining and getting kicked from the conversation and then joining and saying lit things and and it's really clever, you know, it's like there's a lot to that game. And, you know, I only did the story, but then there's like challenge modes and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, it's really good fun. Really, really good fun. And so kind of that got my mojo back up. Um, oh, that's good. You know, uh, and I, I don't buy many games uh, much these days, but I, I did buy Far Cry 5 um, before I saw the reviews, which is unusual. I just I bought it a couple of days before it came out because I thought, you know what? I loved Far Cry 4. Yeah. Spent loads of time on that. So, and I think, you know, it's been, I think, four years since the last Far Cry. So, um, just an open world shooter and, you know, just really well done, really well made. It's got to be good. It's going it, to, you know, it's it's got to be a good game. Um, and I've only played an hour of it so far, but yeah, really enjoying it. It's uh, it's it's more Far Cry, but with a, it's set in Montana. Uh, and um, yeah, the, the sort of like the, the main bad guy is this uh, religious cult leader. And yeah, it's opening up at the moment, but it looks really good fun. Looks looks amazing as well uh, so far. What I've seen of it, so looking forward to diving more into that. Plus, I thought as well that's a dip in and out game. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I, I, yeah. I can play that for half an hour. I can play it for three hours, and that's that's the big thing with me is that now the kids are getting older, and I don't have much, as much time to play games as I did. I think that's probably why I'm gravitating more to these quick little games rather yeah, than yeah. These, these big open world ones like Skyrim or I've, I mean I've, I've walked away from The Witcher which I, I hate you know because I really want to get on with it, that game but I just I just 
it's I find it difficult to find the time, you know. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is something to be said for just you know, just little bits of gaming and games that you know satisfy that urge within you know twenty thirty minute sessions. Yeah, yeah. So go on. Sorry, what else you got then? Um, Trials of the Blood Dragon. Oh yeah, what do you think? Which you got, I know you've completed that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Which is a mixture of the Trials motorbike game and, um, well, Far Cry Blood Dragon, which was an extra to Far Cry Three. Yeah, yeah it's Far Cry Three, which I enjoyed. Um, yeah, I mean, because Trials, I played the original Trials games, and the difficulty level of them just got so hard. That yeah. I was, it was one of those, like, I want to throw the controller through the window. Um, I, for me to complete this shows that the difficulty level isn't that bad. There mm-hmm. was a few times the way, you know, it took me a good few goes to get over it, and especially the sections where you're not only controlling, you know, the acceleration of the bike and and the braking of it and your position on the bike, but then you'll be in the air and you've got to flick like a hook up and, and swing and then fire a gun at something before you land. You know, it's one of those like pat your head and rub your belly things at the same time. There's a few yeah. moments like that that sort of caught caught me off guard a few times but overall i enjoyed it yeah i thought it was good and you know like i said the difficulty level was set at uh not an insane level that most people would just you know swear a lot yeah i think because it's more of a story-based thing you can mm. probably you, you could sort of like just spam your way through some of it sometimes couldn't yeah. you uh i don't think you needed like compl- amazing precision because sometimes you just because the checkpoints were fairly good on that they like, were you know, yeah so and like you said, you know, the with the platform inside of it, then it was a, a little bit spongy with the controls. Yes. Uh, and again, there was a couple of sections. It was like, you know, it did curse a little bit, but nothing that you've got to repeat the same thing, you know, like dozens and dozens of times. What I really did enjoy about it is your times kept coming up. Um, okay, it said yeah. Be with friends. So I was having a great time. Like compare, And I didn't redo any. I'd just do it. And then it would be great at the end of each level going... Have a beat, have a beat his time and his score, and then sometimes it'd be it'd be like hardly anything between us. So that added, it was a nice little um, bit of enjoyment coming from it. You know, just comparing the scores that we both got and how many times we both failed on a level as well. And that did you good. beat? Did you beat me? I did on some, and then you beat me on others. But ah, oh, okay, yeah, there's a good mixture there. So that was good. Oh, nice. Um, Minecraft story mode, Telltale games. Talked about Telltale games before, you know, like with Batman and Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us. Uh, more of the same from this. It took me three goes before I could get into it. Um, started it, stopped, started it, stopped. Couldn't get into the characters. Third time, it clicked. Mm. Um, I think the only reason it clicked is I used to play Minecraft. Well, I didn't used to play Minecraft. We talked about watching games earlier. I used to watch my son play Minecraft because he was really into it. So I knew that you know, sort of world, and he talked about you know the character, some of the characters within it, and this, that, and the other. Uh, and when it clicked, I got really into it. And it's a good story. Now, if you're one of those that plays, you know, on the PlayStation or the Xbox, and you oh you're dying to get all the trophies or all the achievements, normally these Telltale games are you know a go-to because you just complete each. Um, Within, I think each chapter has so many different levels in it, and you you know you get a trophy or achievement for each one. All you've got to do is complete the game, and you've got you know a platinum, what to say on the PlayStation. On this, you don't. There's other objectives, and it's the first Telltale game that I've played where a couple of times the choice that I had to make, I had a sense whether it did or not, I don't know, but I really sensed that it changed the way that the story went. Really? Yeah, yeah, which was quite amazing. Well, that's a little bit different. 
So, I mean, if you don't like Minecraft, don't even bother. But um, yeah, it was it was for what they are, it was good. But I wish they'd change it up now because it's just becoming a bit. You don't even again. You don't even walk around that much. It does yeah. it all for you. You just yeah. you know you're pressing X or Y or you know PlayStation pressing Square or Triangle, and it's just mm. so. Mm. But yeah, for what they are, it was good. Uh, I completed Titanfall two um, story mode. Do you like that one? Oh, fucking, I did not like it at all. Didn't you? You know what really pissed me off about it, and I think as I'm getting older. I'm finding that I'm not enjoying shooting games as much, you know, mm. these first person shooters. And this is first person shooter, um, sci-fi set. But the added thing of it, I guess it's one of the main selling points is the how dexterous your character is. You can, you know, you can jump around, you can wall run, you know, you can you can do all sorts of things. Some of those levels, mate, <laughs> were like, you know, I said with trials and throwing the the controller through the window i was cursing with some of the levels on that it was really pissing me off it was like here's another fucking bit where i've got to like run along one wall and leap across to another wall and oh no it really it it, it annoyed me but it was at a point in the game where i thought i got so annoyed with that i thought well, i'm gonna beat this i'm fucking gonna beat this i'm not giving up <laughs> So even though I wasn't enjoying it, I did complete it. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't for me, and it was that it was all the leapy stuff that just didn't appeal to me at all. Oh, wow. See, I love Titanfall too, but mm. I, I totally uh, accept. You know, it's uh, it is um, you sort of you know the jumping stuff can be a bit tricky. Yeah. You know, I think it's my aging reflexes. <laughs> well, I, did, I, did, I didn't want to say that, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, Dragon Age Inquisition. I finished that, which is oh, um, oh wow, well yeah, that, that's a meaty one. Third person RPG, um, as you can probably tell from the title, you know, dragons. And I played. I changed it up. I normally play these sort of games like Skyrim and Witcher and all that. You know, when you get a choice of different classes that you can play, I normally play sort of melee and somebody, you know, like a warrior with a big hammer or axe or something, and get in there and twat people's heads in but i thought i don't know whether that says a lot about me but i thought i'll change it up and i played as a mage in it which i found really enjoyable um mm. yeah i did find the ui was a bit iffy at times a lot of the times and again i don't know if i'm just getting too old but i was like i was losing where the main story was because it's there is so much to do in the game, which is great, and I think I got it for this is on the PS4. I think it was like eight ninety nine in the sale or something, mm. and this was with all the DLC that come with it, absolute bargain. Especially you know with the hours and hours worth that you can put into it. I mean, I complete the story, but I didn't went nowhere near of everything that you can do. But because it's one of those, it's there's too much to do in it. You know what I mean? And I, I lost track of different bits. Um, and then with The Witcher and so on and Skyrim, I found like crafting stuff was easy. I didn't find it was as well explained within this. But yeah, overall, I think I put like about, I think to complete it, must have been touching 50 hours total to, you know. Wow. And there was a lot more gameplay there if I wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that was it. Yeah, they're the, they're the six that I finished. Good, good. Mm. Bloody hell, you're on fire. You've finished uh, more games than I have this year. I've, I think I've only finished six in total. Um, Ooh, so, yeah. Not bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there you go. 
Um, but look out for more reviews of video games on the website because mm-hmm. um, what I've decided to do is um, rather than wait, you know, and just do a top ten of the year at the end of the year or whatever, uh, I'll just I'll type up a little review as and when I finish games. So that's why there was one for the Super Heart and one for Evil Within Two. Mm-hmm. So um, as and when a new review appears on the screen, you'll know that I've finished a, a game. So yeah, that's a good way of doing it. And that Super Hot review that you wrote, that's. That's made me. I read that and thought, oh, I'm going to have to try that now. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll like it because it's not a twitchy shooter. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a it's a, a much more sort of methodical, slower paced, but no less kind of enthralling because yeah. uh, of what you're doing and and you know and how you how it all kind of just flows. So yeah. Hmm. Well, I would normally I'd now go on to television, but I do just want to mention a little bit about podcasts. Oh, yeah, because, you know, some space has been made on, you know, my my phone with podcasting, you know, the same coin went and um, we've lost Bad Cop, Bad Cop as well now. Mm. Um, I was going to do I was going to do a, a eulogy to Bad Cop, Bad Cop. And I did talk to Jerry about this. Um, but then I thought, no, because I think and it's, it's quite fitting that we're talking about this at Easter. <laughs> but I think they, they shall rise from the podcast uh, grave at some point. I think that I think they will be back. I like to live in hope that they will return. Well, funnily enough, I sent uh, Jerry a message. It, I mean, you know, we we can't talk in, do a podcast without mentioning Jerry, can we? Oh no. Um, and and so um, I don't think the bad cop bad cop shows are available any longer, are they? I think no, they, they've they all come offline. Yeah, yeah. Disappeared, which was a shame. So, uh, but I sent him a message the other day because with podcast addict, you can look at your playback settings and playback statistics and everything else and even though they haven't done a new they haven't done a show for well probably a couple of months now have they and obviously they're not mm. going to do any more they're still top of the, li- the, the list <laughs> and I, i've listened to six days and seven hours worth of their show um so yeah it's going to be another few hours i think before they start falling off the list yeah. so even though they're not here it, it you know physically shall we say um they're still in, in my mind, because, yes. yeah, they and were. a re- reminder of the good times and the laughs <laughs> that they provided. They so, were, uh, so, they were in my like mouth that. earlier. How about that? Was, oh. <laughs> they were. I had, a, I had a cup of tea in, in my bad cop, bad cop cup. Oh. Mm-hmm. Tastes yeah. all the better in that, you know. Oh, definitely. Yes, well, I've got one of those, thanks to you. <laughs> so, so you can have them in your mouth, too. Yeah, I bet they love that. <laughs> you, you can have Dave, because I reckon he's quite big, and I'll have... <laughs> And I'll have Jerry. Not that, you know, no offence, Jerry. But um, I'm sure, well, Dave's about six foot five, and he also, so he's a big bloke. He's so. a big bloke, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I found I found a new podcast that I started listening to. And if you don't already listen to this, I know I've not heard you mention it. This is one I'm sure you'll love it, mate. It's called Flintoff, Savage, and the Ping Pong Guy. Have you heard I've of heard it? I've heard of it. Yeah, because it's it. on. It's a Radio Five Live mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? So I listen because I listen to a few of Five Live podcasts. Uh, there's the Costello and Bunts boxing podcast, which is good. Um, Five Live Football Daily, uh, which is all about football, obviously. Uh, Euro League's football show, which is a weekly football show. Uh, World Football Phone In, which is a five uh, weekly thing. Uh, and I think that's it for my my BBC ones. Yeah. But I have heard of it, um, but I've not actually. S- Robbie Savage annoys me, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I could get on listening to more of him because he, I thought when he first came on and he started doing football commentaries and stuff, he's because he's a bit of an idiot, isn't he? Really, let's be honest. Mm. Um, 
and he, you know, he's sort of like lack of insightful comments. Not that I'm looking for that all the time, but you know what I mean? It's just, he'd say stupid things. I thought, oh, this is quite refreshing. But then it just kind of got to a point where, oh, I can't, I can't, he's just becoming a bit too idiotic, like, but I don't know, I, I, maybe just in a, a different setting with the, those other two guys, but, so to tell us all about it anyway. Yeah, well, you know me, mate, if it's not, if it's not the NFL, it's, I'm not bothered as far as sport's concerned. So this, you know, they talk a lot, obviously, because it's three sporting guys, just Freddie Flintoff, you know, the cricketer, ex-cricketer, Robbie Savage from football, and uh, Matthew Syed, with, who's the ping pong guy. And they do they do talk about you know about football and all different sport. They reminisce about you know their time in sport and so on. They'll bring up the, um, what's happening you know in the sports news. They'll field listeners' questions to them. But it is so funny. It is really? so oh my god! I have laughed out loud so many times. Mate, <laughs> it is really good. And Freddie Flintoff take just takes the piss out of Ro- Robbie Savage something something savagely it's like yeah, yeah. oh yeah it is it is so so funny some of the stories like freddie flintoff in one i was listening to a few weeks ago where he stops off he's been somewhere he's in his car and he stops off and he's busting for a piss and we all know what it's like and he pulls into this dark area and he's having a piss and he doesn't realize that it's a dogging area <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets really scared that it's going to be in the news that it, in his words that he's doing a collymore which is a reference to like when Stan Collymore got caught in the dogging area. Yeah. And you think, you know, if the papers get hold of this and then another story when it goes for a, um, it's a colonoscopy, gets the tube up his bum and, you know, all the, all the, oh, there's some <laughs> hilarious stories in it, mate. It is really, really good. And for it to be, you know, it is sort of sports-based, but for me to stick with it, and it's not American football and sport, I think is, you know, that's the biggest compliment I can give it, really. Nice. I'm downloading. I'm subscribing to it mm-hmm. now. I would be. I would be surprised if if it didn't raise a few chuckles with you, mate. I really would. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, that's downloading now as we speak. Oh, good. Awesome. Um, yeah. So that was it. For this. That's the new thing on my podcast. Television finished. Two TV uh, shows finally finished. Parks and Recreation. All seven series. Mm. Uh, that ran from, I'm just looking now, it ran from 2009 to 2015. Um, Amy Poehl is the lead in it. The star for me is Nick Offerman as this character called Ron Swanson. It's set, as the title says, it's set in the Park and Rec- Parks and Recreation uh, Department of the US government um, in, in this make-believe um, Pawnee, Indiana. And it is so good. We really connected with the characters. And you do sort of pick your favourites, as you do with a lot of long-running shows. I thought it was really well written, well acted. Again, genuine genuine belly laughs. 22 minutes an episode. You can fly through them pretty quickly. You know, you're not committing too much time. Um, Yeah, late to the party, as they say, I know. But really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. And it's it's got your, your younger uglier brother chris pratner as well (laughs) (laughs) i was just going to ask you about him because uh obviously i've seen see i've heard bits and pieces of this but i was going to listen to what you you thought of it and see is it worth because there's 125 episodes yeah 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 so it's a big you know um commitment uh and i'm just thinking is i wonder if it's something that that Kay would like um is it yeah is it 
what's the the tone of it in as much as that is it kind of like a, a bit like the office because or is it a bit more broad is it uh, i don't know is it a bit more like friends or yeah, is it well, where, where does it fit, fit fit in there do you know what i mean or well i haven't i haven't seen the american version of the office so i can't come up what it's like with that it's not like the british version of the office um but it's nah, it's not also like friends it's more it is it is oh viewer friendly humor um oh how can i describe it uh, the thing the only thing that, that sort of pissed tina off a little bit towards the last two seasons was the character play um of leslie nope played by amy poehler the way that her character arc sort of changed a little bit tina did find her a bit annoying mm. um but i think give it a go give it a go with Kay because i'm sure like we did you start picking your favorite characters in it and finding out i mean chris pratt is brilliant in it and it was really weird watching this and in playing this andy dwyer who's like stupid and he's just like this big stupid bear <laughs> and a big kid uh, after watching, you know, like Jurassic Park and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> he's this, just, he's yeah. a hero, you know. I was just going to ask about that as well, because obviously he's quite, well, he's quite schlubby when mm. they started in it, isn't he? You know, yeah. he, he got a bit of uh, weight on him. But, you know, obviously he's, he's changed his physique with Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic Park and whatever. But uh, so how does that work? Is he, does he, can you see him losing weight as the stuff yeah, as I the, think it's, the show goes on? And... Yeah, at the seven seasons, I think it's the beginning of season, it could be five or six, where, you know, in between the end of the, the previous season and the beginning of this one he's gone from you know like chubby chris pratt to sort of you know more ripped chris pratt uh and they do explain it he just because one of the characters says oh god yeah you've lost weight and he just says yeah stop drinking beer and that that's how they explain it is he stopped drinking beer that was it yeah which is yeah which is pretty good i would give it a go mate it could be it could be one of those shows that you know you and Kay could sit down and and enjoy like i said you know 22 minutes an episode um, but give it give it a good few to settle in. Mm. Mm. Nice uh, one. Yeah. And then the other one, uh, the other TV series that we finished, is Star Trek Discovery, the new Star Trek one that's on Netflix. Oh, I should say oh. as well that Parks and Rex is on Netflix. We watched on Netflix. Oh, yes, yes, because we've got to get that in, haven't we? We've got to get for, that in. Uh, for our friend. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this Star Trek Discovery on Netflix, there's been many Star Treks since the original series, you know, back with Captain Kirk and, and Spock. Um, the Next Generation, I loved. Uh, and there's been a few... I wasn't really into Enterprise. It was a bit Duffy. Voyager was all right. Deep Space Nine was good. You know, all these sort of science fiction shows that have spun off it everywhere. This is set 10 years before the original Star Trek. Now, <laughs> me and Tina loved it. Loved it to the fact where we couldn't wait to watch, the, the you know, the, the next episode. Like you said with Football Star Manager and it's like, oh, just one more game. We would, sometimes it was late at night and we'd, oh, go on then, we'll just watch one more episode. Uh, and then be knackered the next day because we'd stayed up too late. Mm. Uh, I should say I was, I've, you know, people normally go, oh, yeah, Star Trek or Star Wars. I like both, but I was watching Star Trek before I ever saw Star Wars in the cinema. Mm -hmm. So I do yeah. gravitate more towards Star Trek. I, I will admit that. Uh, 
looking on IMDb, I have never seen so many one-star reviews. Really? <laughs> yeah, I and mean, it's currently a 7.4 on there, which surprised me, really. And that's from, I think, I'm just looking now, 47,000 uh, reviews. But you scroll through the user reviews, one star, one star, maybe two stars. Um, now, I'm presuming, and from what they've read as well, I think it's pretty good to, um, to presume this, that these are hardcore Star Trek fans who were pulling it to pieces because it's not doing this isn't Star Trek and this, that and the other. If it's set 10 years before the original Star Trek, well, how come, you know, this, the, the, because it's called Discovery because that's the name of the ship within it. Um, much like the Enterprise is the ship in, in Star Trek. It's the Discovery in this. How come that uh, the Discovery looks more, you know, a lot new? It's got better tech in it and this, that and the other. Well, the way I saw it was, you know, it's, you know, it's set 10 years before Star Trek. But they do they do explain that this that Discovery is the brand new flagship um, spaceship. Uh, and the Enterprise was built... Even, ages ago you know so it's still newer than the enterprise from when it was built so that would explain that there was a lot of controversy about the way that the klingons look they don't look like klingons and this that and the other and i think it explained it without giving too much away they say it's before the klingons sort of integrated integrated with other species and so they're more sort of pure klingon which would explain that but again you know i'm not sort of like a hardcore star trek fan i'm not going to pick it to pieces but it did look as though it looked as though there was this big sort of some online star trek forum where they went let's everybody give this a one star review on imdb we mm. loved it we loved it it was the character arc is really good the whole story arc throughout the entire series is really good there's some brilliant characters in it some cracking action it's a bit gory as well which i think some people were complaining about as well it's a mm. bit too gory in places yeah uh, there's a couple of episodes that were just like for me the the classic old captain kirk star trek where you've got you know there's a bad guy and they've got to kill the bad guy and they were just you know a good sci-fi romp for you know 50 minutes loved it mate loved it I, we we can't wait for the next series which unfortunately i think it's 2019 it's going to come on i thought it was great and, and you know and i was so surprised when i went on imdb and saw all these one star reviews so i guess you know give it a go give it a go if you like sci-fi um and maybe you're not too invested in star trek you, you do get little there's little nods to past series that it's nice as a fan you go oh look at that that was a nod to this that and the other yeah. um, but you don't need that you can go into it never having seen star trek before and just take it as a nice enjoyable sci-fi action series awesome mm. uh, I'm, I'm not a massive is it would you is it a trekkie or trekker i think it's both i, I think is it because again, they get very upset. Yeah, if you, if you've you, got to use the right word, haven't you? So, I, well, I won't. I'll just say I'm not a massive Star Trek fan. Although mm. I did like the uh, the sort of like the the reboot, whatever mm. you want to call it, films. Uh, really enjoyed them. In fact, with uh, directed by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Um, and the first one in particular. Second one took me a couple of goes to like enjoy it, I suppose. But um, definitely the first one. And I remember watching the old TV series when I was a kid as well. It used to be on BBC Two, I think. And but then I was never really into the other ones. You know, um, the one with Scott Bakula, and then uh, what was the other one that you mentioned? 
Which one? Yeah, there's Enterprise, Voyager. With, um, vo- uh, yeah, uh, the one with Picard. Yeah, I never watched any of those. Oh, that was great. I love that one. That was really good. Yeah. Never wa- watched the ones with, was it Janeway, the other yeah. captain? Um, so, yeah, it's not really been one that I've been followed, but I have heard good things. Is Jason Isaacs in this one? Isn't He's it? really so, good, isn't it? I mean, so everybody's good, Jason isn't it? Isaacs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i've I've heard it's good um so uh, is it all finished now because the the episodes are coming out as and when they were coming out on tv in america so you couldn't watch them could you originally yeah yeah Um, we we watched them all within just over a week i think we were watching them every night it was like what should we put on it's like because the end as well there's always some sort of cliffhanger and it's one of those you want to know what's going to happen next in it and so it's yeah watch another one there you go uh and there were yeah for us again there there wasn't one dud episode in it we just loved every episode and it was, it was good and there's some nice twists and turns there's a few times and it's not happened you know it's, we're not bigging ourselves up as some oh well yes well we understand everything to do with you know the art of film and television and this that and the other but a lot of it's become so generic that you know you know you know watching a film or a tv series that that's going to happen next this is going to you know come the end of this this you know you can tell a lot of the arcs and the way the story's going to go this quite a few times we we looking at each other going well, fuck we weren't expecting that to happen yeah really wow yeah so that's always a good sign oh that's awesome yeah that's mm. on it's on netflix as well isn't it on netflix yeah that's on netflix yeah. cool um yeah that's it till we get on to uh movies for me have you got anything before we get on to uh movies well- well, it's on Netflix, but would you class Black Mirror as uh, as TV or because it's almost like yeah, a movie? It's TV, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think last time we did a show, I'd, I'd only watched two episodes mm. of uh, the latest series of Black Mirror. Well, I've, I've now watched all of series four, um, all of, uh, but one episode of series three, yeah. and then I'm kind of back to where I because I'd watched series one and two when they were on Channel Four. Um, but yeah, so. I'm not going to necessarily spend too much time talking about them, but uh, fuck me, there's some dark shit in that. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Um, particularly an episode called Crocodile, um, which is episode three of series four, which is all about um, – well, the description here is a woman's past comes back to haunt her whilst an insurance adjuster questions about an accident uh, with a memory machine. Uh, I don't know if you recall that one. I do, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, and then I realised that that at the end of it, it's it was directed by John Hillcote, um, who made the Happy Go Lucky film, The Road. Uh, oh my which God, that's great made, film. Made me want to slip my wrists at yeah. the end of it. Uh, but uh, that I mean that that's probably the darkest it gets. Um, and I'm not going to give away any kind of spoilers or anything with any of the, but you know. Um, Hang the DJ, which was episode four, which was about a, a dating app that matches couples together, and you could be like, you could spend an hour with somebody, or you could spend ten years with somebody, and it's trying, it's saying that you know, if you follow this app uh, to the the, the letter, uh, ninety nine or ninety eight point nine percent chance of meeting your ideal match, but there's no rhyme or reason to it. You just like I said, it could be you spend five minutes with somebody, or you spend 10 years do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, but yeah. it's a really it's a nice story i like the way that one played out metalhead uh with maxine peak re- that's the shortest episode of, of the episodes um not 
the, the best in terms of the twist behind it, I don't think, but a fucking really good visceral uh, chase movie where this robotic guard dog's chasing this, you know, chasing her across, across country. Uh, really good. And then Black Museum, which is like almost like a story within a story. That was probably one of my favourites. I really enjoyed that. Um, but again, it's difficult. You can't really say too much about them, can you? Mm. Um, and then because uh, I hadn't watched any of series three and, and this was part of the reason what made me think about coming off Twitter I have to say was the episode with Bryce Dallas Howard in it if you remember that one which is kind of again because they're all set slightly in the future where uh, your uh, social media online profile is linked to your in terms of your popularity is linked to oh God, yeah. how how well you get on uh, in life and if you if you are popular with your friends you know and it's fake pop popularity do you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's like how many likes can I get for sort of like posting a picture of a cake or you know how many <laughs> all that bollocks do you know what I mean and it's all fake nonsense but it's so it was so linked to uh, how you can actually get on so like you can't actually buy this property unless you've got a certain likability or you can't get on yeah. this flight you know and then um and she wants you know an old friend of hers comes out of the blue and it's it just kind of made me question the whole social media thing you know what i mean and and it's a really good episode really insightful uh you know uh, as they tend to be do you know they all are they all are aren't they yeah they're all that's another one isn't it there's not really a dud episode amongst them they're all no, great stories I, i've really enjoyed all of them uh you know the the one as well it can't, i can't i couldn't get it out of my head is um it's one where the, the guy his sister downloads something on his computer and uh it's almost like a virus and then it's uh it, he then gets messages on his phone saying you've got to go uh, and do this and then he meets up with another guy who play he's played by Jerome Flynn and he's saying you've got to go and rob this uh, bank and there's no reason for it except they're saying they're going to blackmail him and and you know because he he has a, a wank in front of the computer which he's now watching <laughs> it and it's only until the last uh, sort of like couple of minutes of the episode that you actually realize holy shit you know, and it's it is like a holy shit moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if you remember that one. I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, but it, I think it's the use of the music as well because they've got a Radiohead song playing over the the, the final couple of minutes, and it just that music tied in with the final scenes of the episode just really uh you know adds to the drama and and the impact um, a really lovely episode called San uh, Junipero, um, which is about um, you know, uh, it's set in the 80s initially and then it kind of goes through different, you know, the decades. Uh, it's a really nice episode, that one. Uh, and then another one, it, it just kind of makes you think, it's just like the, these little twists um, where soldiers are, are killing uh, mutated humans mm -hmm. and there's this kind of whole, you know, conspiracy going on. It, they're really good. I mean, they're so well made, you know, and I think that obviously the move to Netflix, I would imagine the increase in budget. Definitely, you know, yeah. It's just added to the, the you know, yeah. so... Yeah, well done, uh, Charlie Brooker and everyone else involved. Because I think everybody's now 
jumping on the bandwagon with those. You know, well, you've got some big re- names, isn't he? Yeah. Really well respected directors and actors and everything else. You know, and I think it started off as like a Brit- just a small kind of British thing, really. Yeah. And there's there's still some of them which are you know kind of set primarily in in Britain. But then you know, and you got the likes of you know Jodie Foster directing <laughs> an episode or David Slade. Uh, you know, there's some some good stuff there. So yeah, there is. Yeah. I do have another TV, but Ooh. it kind of it links in with something else. So I think I'll save that for my my, my movie. Okay, if that's okay. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, well, well, we'll jump into the movies. Um, I did this in the last episode. I'm not sure if I did it in the one before, because again, we'll say you know if you if you like movies, make sure you check out the website for all the different reviews that are on there. You know, because you know we don't talk about if we, normally as a rule if if I review something I won't talk about it on on the on the podcast but and the, but there's a load of great stuff that you know you might miss out on if you don't go and read the reviews but so I'm getting in the habit of, I just want to pick one review not really go too much in depth apart from go and read this review because this is a film that everybody should watch and the one that I reviewed. Um, it wasn't that long after we recorded the last show, I don't think. It's from 2017, and it's called Thelma. Uh, so again, with it, what you can do now on the website, you can just type in Thelma into the search box. It'll take you straight to it. Uh, it's it's a film about, if I say it's a film about repressed sexuality and psychokinetic powers, <laughs> is all you need to know. If you liked um, Another Earth, that movie if you're familiar with that i'm sure you'll love this and i start if I remember rightly i start the review by saying it's um it's not that often that a film sort of really affects you you know you come away from it and you're thinking whoa you know you're thinking about it for days afterwards and that this was one of those and it's it's not all action it's not this that and the other it's a very slow paced film but i i was engrossed in it and again i say in the in the review there's a there's a scene there's a shot of of hair in glass and it i was like gasping with it i was like whoa and there's what i'm getting talking to you now mate i'm like the hairs are standing up on my arms i'm getting goosebumps mm. there's this one particular scene um involving a baby and a bath and i i did i found myself i was i was holding my breath and i didn't know and then it the, the scene like culminates in a, in this one shot and it's like, fuck, oh my God. It was, oh Jesus Christ. It was like, but it really, it had me thinking about it for for so long afterwards. So please go and read the review of Thelma and then watch the film. That's that's the sort of um, review recommendation of a film to watch, that would say. Nice. Mm. And, and where can people get that? Not the review, but the uh, the actual, is it on DVD or Blu-ray it's now? It's on both. I think it's on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, it's from, if I remember rightly, I think it's Thunderbird Releasing that sent it to us. If you go to Amazon, uh, through the link on our website, of course, um, and then buy it from there. Awesome. Mm. Uh, before we get onto movies, there's two things I want to bring up, mate. One, because we watch a lot of stuff, we both got Netflix and Amazon Prime. Yes. I found an app now. I'm on Android. You're on Android as well. I'm not sure yeah. if it's available on iOS. Uh, I'm just going to bring it up on my phone now. It's called Upflix. Okay. Yeah. And as he just brings it up with his fat fingers. Um, <laughs> TV, I put it in a folder called. Yeah, here we go. Upflix. So I put it on. What it does, it's got two sections it's got new and expiring. So you just click on new, and it's really simple. It just tells you everything new that's been added 
to Netflix. So you set it up for us, obviously, for UK Netflix. So it's come up for today, as time of recording, the 30th of the 3rd. Um, a series of unfortunate events. Two seasons has come up. Trailer Park Boys, 12 seasons. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Um, the China Hustle. The Collector um, has gone up. First, loads of stuff. And then it's also got expiring. So it'll tell you what's going to be expiring. So you oh, think, that's awesome. I've only got a few days left to watch this. But it's a really quick and easy way of seeing what's new on Netflix and what's expiring. Brilliant, mm. brilliant little app. Because I did follow uh, a Twitter handle where it kind of did all that, but I couldn't be, I, I lost kind of track of it because, you know, with Twitter and everything else. Yeah. But um, so, oh, this sounds really good. Because that's the thing. I don't know about you, but sometimes do you find looking at Netflix a bore like a yes, bit of a. Totally. And it's just sometimes it's. I don't think it's very well set out. It's and not. Well, and a lot app, of the stuff is hidden as well, yeah, I think, it is. sometimes. With this app, you can type in like an actor's name. It'll bring everything from the actor that's in it or a director or anything. It's really quick and easy way to find anything that you want to watch. Okay, so you can right. type in, you could go like, oh, Clint Eastwood. Okay, so what Clint Eastwood movies are on there? You know, you can do anything like that. So it's a really good app. We've used it loads of times. Oh, awesome. Mm. I'm, I'm downloading. I've, well, I've got it now. I'm just looking at the uh, setting my country yes yeah. i'm gonna be know. playing playing with this now what oh, you, you will do now it's great <laughs> oh i never knew that was on there <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah mm. i'm looking at your uh what you've just said yeah but it's good you know you can look at it each day and go oh so that's new today or you know it's 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 really really good and free um so yeah and i haven't noticed any ads on it i could be wrong but using it i haven't noticed any sort of ads popping up and getting in the way of everything so yeah upflix if you if you use netflix i would recommend that you get upflix app that's amazing mm. wow looking at it now i thought you might like that mate there you go nice little <laughs> nice little added extra for everybody fantastic now i meant to bring this up in the last entertainment show that we did and i'm gutted that i forgot to mention it right this is something that you and everybody that listens to us I want you all to join in on this because this has been ongoing probably for about four months now, right? And it's a really easy thing to do. Whenever you watch a film, and the only caveat really being that it's it's a film that's based on Earth, so it can't be, you know, it can't be like aliens or something like that. But an Earth-based film, listen out, is, is the one that's been made that does not feature a dog barking right because we've got a game in house now because we've got we've got bodie the podcast mascot dog mm. photos on our instagram account it's, he's not a barky dog postman comes he doesn't bark he doesn't do this that, and the other one thing he barks at is if a dog barks on the television he thinks there's a dog in his living room and he wants to send them off mm. we've watched we see how long it can go now in a film before a dog barks inevitably it's a nighttime scene, and it's a dog barking in the distance. You've really got to listen out for it. We have not, and it's four months now, we have not watched an Earth-based film where a dog does not bark in it. <laughs> Seriously, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. We always get on our way, and then, like, Bodie will start barking. You go, no, there's the dog bark, and it'll be in the distance. You know, sometimes it's, it's you're right up, and there's a dog in the screen. Um... But listen out for it. And once you start listening out for it, it's incredible that you go, there's the dog bark bit. There's the dog bark <laughs> bit. It's, really? It's been four months and we've not watched one where a dog hasn't barked in it. Crazy. 
Wow, well, I'm going to have to keep my eyes open for that one now. Yeah, do that. So I'd love, <laughs> I'd love everybody listening. If you listen, if you watch an Earth-based film and you don't hear a dog barking in it, please tweet us, email us, uh, let us know, <laughs> let us know the title of it because I want to compile a list <laughs> of like when does a dog not bark in a film? <laughs> cool. Hmm? Right, I guess that leaves us with with the films then. Wait, I was say you wouldn't stick Cujo on then, would you? <laughs> K9. Uh, K9, there's all those ones Turner, in there. Turner and Hooch. Oh, my God, imagine them. He'd go absolutely ballistic with them. <laughs> Hotel for Dogs. Yeah. Yes, A Dog's Purpose. <laughs> I want to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. I do want to watch See, that one. I, no, I can't watch stuff with dogs. Around. I don't know why. I just I can't. I, I, I think I've said this before. I, I really want to watch Tyrannosaur because uh, it's directed by... Paddy Considine. Yeah, cracking film. Absolutely cracking film. Peter Mullen in it. Mm-hmm. And I really want to watch it, but because I know a dog gets kicked to death, yeah. I won't watch it. I can't watch it because it just, it would upset me. It would bother me. Mm. So the fact that, I mean, the fact that I know it comes, you would think would prepare me for it. Yeah. But it's just the thought of it. I just, I, I don't know. You, you tell me, is it is it graphic? Do you see much of that or is it just... From what I can remember, I, I remember it being, it's it's quite a grim film. It's a yes. really dark film. Yeah. But I remember yeah. it being absolutely brilliant. Um, the I, I've got to admit, mate, I can't really bring to mind... Because I don't, I don't like stuff like that, you know, with like dogs or animals being being hurt. But I can't bring that scene to mind. Um, mm. It'd be a pity for you to miss out on such a good film, though. It really would. Because uh, talking about old Paddy Considine, he's uh, he's got a new film out, and, and another film he's directed, yeah. uh, which I've heard some good things about. Uh, is it called Journeyman? Yeah, he's been doing uh, a lot of the TV shows, hasn't he, over here in the UK, uh, promoting it. Which he acts in as well. So um, yeah. Mm. Go on then. What films have we got? Let's start off with one that's on Netflix. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. From 2017. Oh, yeah. it's really I good. I thought you were just making a statement then. <laughs> it's just that's it. <laughs> and then it goes silent. <laughs> they said you just hear a thud. <laughs> just hear. Yeah. And it's like oh okay. Yeah. Cue cue the theme music. That's the end. And now we're done. <laughs> Uh, no, it's really good. It's about this depressed woman, and she gets burgled, um, and she tries to track down the people that have burgled her, and just sort of find out why. Why are they dicks? Because she's one of those people. Uh, you know, you you see her in a supermarket, and uh, people just cut in front of her in the line at the till, and all stuff like that. Um, the way that the story twists and she sort of changes from this downtrodden person who, you know, people just do, just walk all over her in life and she finds this purpose and she goes, no, I've had enough of this. But things spiral out of control mm. um, and she finds herself in a situation where she's just totally out of her comfort zone. And it's one of those sort of quirky films. It's it's uh, listed as a, a comedy crime drama. Uh, not a huge budget. Um, I think I think it's a Netflix original as well. I think mm-hmm. it's one of those. They seem to be yeah. doing a lot of those, don't they? Uh, it's really good, mate. It's, it's very very good. Um, there's, and again, there's certain things that happen in that that you think, oh fuck, I wasn't expecting that to happen as well. But you can identify with a, a lot in this. You know, mm. some of the things that's happening to her, and you can go, yes, go on, fuck them, get stuck into them, the bastards. Uh, yeah, it's it's good, recommended, obviously, or else you know, 
Is it? It sounds a bit. Is it a bit falling downish? Um, uh, yeah, I guess somebody... you could do in a way. Yeah, in a way. Okay. Just getting that kind of vibe. Yeah, basically, with, yeah, with her character, you know, to the character that Michael Douglas, Douglas plays. I was watching. <laughs> I found myself just browsing because uh, you get YouTube on the telly, you know, the apps on the TV. Yeah, yeah. So I found myself, you know, if you get a cup of tea, and you don't really, you don't want. I don't want to sit down and watch like a film. I did not enough time to watch a film or you know, an episode or something. And you got ten, fifteen minutes, so I'll put YouTube on and just flick. And I found myself the other day just watching scenes from Falling Down, which always amuses <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Crap. Cracking film. Mm. I haven't seen it for a long time, but I, I went to the cinema to watch that. I thought, oh, was wow. it 94 or something? Must be, or? must be around there, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, this, I'd recommend this one to you. I think you'd um, I think you'd get a lot out of this one, mate. Something oh, a bit nice. It's one of those, isn't it, that, you know, it could get passed over for a lot of the bigger name stuff, um, mm. which is the next one I'm going to mention is a bigger a bigger name film. But, yeah, it's good. It is. It's well worth watching. Uh, cool. the, the, the bigger name film, uh, I rented it. I rented it from Amazon. Really? Yeah, how about that? Old school. It took me back, in a way, to, like, you know, going to the video store and renting a film. Bloody hell. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be totally transparent about it, yes. We we, we tried to download it to watch. As you know, oh, I've talked, you I've talked about it before, yes. You know, I mostly pirate. do. But, you know, I mean, you've seen my my room and how many films i own <laughs> it's like i do buy the physical copies it's not you know but we wanted to we didn't want to wait um we wanted to watch it um and we did download a couple of ones and it was a bit shitty quality and it was on amazon amazon were doing a sale with their rentals and i think they normally and i could be wrong on this charge i think it's 4.99 to rent a film you know you've got 24 hours to watch it and you think Fuck, that's no it's mm. too much but they'd reduced all of the rentals to one ninety nine. Now, for that's, me, that, that's pretty good. That's a good price point. You know, that's I, what it should be. I it think, should you know, be. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And it proved it because I went, well, I've got no problem with paying one ninety nine to watch it. I'll just, you know, I'll rent it. And then if it's good, I'll buy it. And I am going to buy it because I thought it was great. Uh, Detroit. Uh, oh, yes. Um, with Star Wars Dude um, in it. Star Wars Dude. What's his face? The... The, the, the John Boyega, that's him. This, this mate. Oh, talk about grim, grim watching as well. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Great, great director. Um, it's based on facts, based with what happened during the 1967 riots in Detroit, uh, where there's this group of um, police officers that go way above what they should be doing they and they're, they're bastards what they're doing there's, there's some harrowing scenes within this house where it, it's it's very uncomfortable viewing at times and especially when you think this shit actually did go down as well mm. it, it makes it even worse you're watching it and you think oh my god you feel so sorry for the people that you know on the receiving end of you know the the verbal and physical abuse that happened it's just like, oh my god but it's it's also um you know you're transfixed i mean catherine bigler is a great filmmaker anyway mm. you know she's made some superb films and this this is another one grim watching but really good really gripping. good totally yeah. gripping totally gripping you know and you're thinking oh fuck, what's gonna happen there's some really tense moments in it um yeah violent um it's it's almost two and a half hours but it flew by 
Mm. It flew by, you know. And again, it's not one of those, you know, whiz-bang movies where there's all sorts of special effects and this, that and the other going on. It's all about the characters in it and they're so well acted. Um, you just can't help but feel for them. And again, with that added layer of, yeah, this this stuff did happen. Um, and probably still does happen in a lot of places too. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 a really good watch. Um, Will Poulter's in it. He uh, is, yeah, as a, as a man now, which was quite scary. It's crazy because I first saw him in Son of Rambo. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he's supposed to be really good in it, as is, I think, uh, John Boyega. Yeah. But uh, I'm just looking at the cast list. Uh, Jack Rayner's in it, who was in Sing Street, who played the sort of like, you know, the kind of slacker, charismatic brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there, there are some good people in this uh, but uh, yeah, I've heard good good things about it. I know. Yeah. I think Kermode liked it quite a lot. Um, Mark Kermode, yeah, he, I think he said it was very, very good, yeah. and some good performances. Yeah, it is. So. And again, for a rental, I think that's a first for us. A rental. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, like five quid for something that you don't actually get to keep yeah. seems quite steep to yeah. me. I, I mean. I, I can't remember how much we used to rent films for f- from the video shop, but I don't think it was that much. No, I mean, they had a 50p set. I mean, you know, we're going back a good few years, but there was always like a 50p section and like a pound and a couple of quid, I think it was at most, for, yeah. you know, to rent a film. And I- it's if they, if they stuck you know, to that one ninety nine price point, that's the sweet spot for me. I w- yeah. I would no problem whatsoever going, yeah, I'll rent that tonight and watch it. Yeah, especially if you only keep it for twenty four hours. Yeah, it just, yeah. It's like it's quite a lot of money for. Uh, yeah. For, for well, I think once you've pressed play, yeah. you've got twenty four hours to watch it. I think it's sort of you know in your basket, as it were, for for uh, longer okay. than that. But once you've pressed play, you've I think then you've got the twenty four hours to finish watching it. Mm. I'll keep my eye on that one. Nice one. Mm. Uh, I'll do one more before I pass it over to you, because okay. um, we've gone from Netflix to Amazon rental um, to the cinema. We went to me and Tina went to the cinema to watch The Shape of Water. Oh, yes. Mm, Oscar winning The Shape yes. of Water. Yes. Guillermo um, yeah, del Toro. I mean, for me, he, he can't do any wrong, really. He's, they think he's a fantastic filmmaker. Um, he wrote this and directed it. It looks incredible. This is one of those that we're definitely going to get on 4K Blu ray um, because it, it's just going to look and sound amazing. Um, it's set at this um, top-secret research facility in, in the 60s, and um, the female um, cleaner forms this weird relationship with this sort of underwater creature that's that's being held there. And, it's, and again, I don't want to give too much away about it. It's taken a lot of stick for... Uh, some of the nudity in it um, and some of the sex that's in it uh, because the 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 character this um, Eliza the the female cleaner um, is she has she has a set routine in the morning as well as do we all really you know you get up before work and you know you might make a cup of tea and you know have your first poo of the day or whatever you know you, you, you have the things that you do in the morning have a wank yeah well her day, that's just how her day starts mate she, is it she puts yeah she puts eggs on to boil while the eggs are boiling she's in the bath and however you want to say it flicking the bean or, <laughs> or whatever um, and it made me laugh because we got a message. I got a message from a good friend, Rob Beardsley, and he said after watching it, and she did. This is her morning routine. It shows it loads of times, like, and it's setting up. You know, this 
you know, the, the, with her and water and, and, and the link with her um, physically and, um, and mentally as well. She's mute as well, by the way. She can't, she can't speak. Okay. Um, but it's setting it up with, you know, she links, you know, with water to sex because she's having a wank in the bath every morning while her eggs are boiling. But Rob Beardsley messaged me and he said in their household now, uh, it's known as, um, instead, you know, instead of like flicking the bean or whatever, it's now that oh, it's, she's boiling her eggs. That is, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how it's described. Well, yeah, she's off to boil her eggs now, isn't she? Um, but it it is again. It's it's just such a wonderful film, and it's people have gone into it because there's this weird sort of song and dance number in the middle of it as well. Which, I mean, if you if you and people go, well, that's not very believable. But if you're going to believe everything that happens in this anyway, you, you you've got to put believability to one side and just sort of lose yourself in the imagery and the sound and the you know it's it's a love story again. It's a wonderful love story to it. And I can't wait to watch it again. I'd say I'm going to wait for it to come out in 4K. Um, I've got it on pre-order, in fact. And, oh, nice. Um, yeah, and, and then watch it at home. And really, really good film and worthy of, of all the awards that it's won. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, you know, you've got to look at a film like Pan's Labyrinth and, uh, you know, which wasn't what I expected it to mm, be at too. all. Yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of expected it to be this fancy story. But it's mm-hmm. it's a really brutal film um in in places you know um you know but he, he has made some fantastic films um the devil's backbone i really like yeah. uh, it's been a while since i've seen that one and then obviously the hellboy films you know and and you know it's i always thought it was a shame that he didn't actually get the chance to d- direct the hobbit because um I know he was attached to it for quite a long time and I think he did he's got he's credited as co-writing it and stuff but he pulled out at the last minute didn't he and Peter Jackson took over yeah um and I think because I I love the Lord of the Rings films I, I I you know and then The Hobbit I saw at the cinema and it just felt like a bit of a re tread of the mm. same ground you know and then the second film i've watched once and i've not even bothered with the third one um it was the battle of the five armies or whatever which you know and i, I love peter jackson but i just would have loved to have seen um i think del toro's take on it because i think it would have been probably a little bit more interesting yeah you know rather than kind of the safe what you get kind of thing you know yeah which I know it sounds quite critical of Peter Jackson, but you know because they're amazingly well oh, made yeah, of course, movies. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, it, it didn't feel like it did much different. Mm. Um, you know, so but hey, you know, it's good that he's actually uh, you know sort of not that he didn't get recognition before, but uh, you know I think he's actually been recognised now. Del Toro is like well, he's won Oscar, hasn't he? You know oh, what God, I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but he's been making great films for years and years, so. Mm. I will th- and, and he seems like a thoroughly nice guy as well. Whenever you see him in, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Again, a bit like Peter Jackson, you know, kind of like quite cuddly and, you know, happy. Yeah. Oh well, I'll, when I was doing my YouTube flicking as well, one of the things <laughs> I came across uh, were, was it's just reminded me Peter Jackson. Um, he's in his like uh, memorabilia room, cinema memorabilia room. The stuff that he has got from films from, you know, the beginning of film is incredible. I mean, just search, I forget, 
I mean, stuff, you know, YouTube sort of like keeps a, a, a track on what you watch and recommends sort of similar stuff. So it would be one of the, I didn't know, you know, I didn't type in anything specific for it to come up, but I'm guessing if you just typed in like Peter Jackson home memorabilia or something like that, it'll come up. Uh, it was just, he's got like, it looks like this. You know, in like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they go into that massive warehouse and there's all those like huge stacks of everything. He's got like, he's got that shelving that goes up to this high ceiling with stuff everywhere. It's incredible. What a, He's got an amazing collection. And he was saying because he grew up just like loving cinema and then he got like financially in a position where he could go, ooh, that's for sale. I really like that. I'm going to buy it. And, and so he does some fair oh, play did? to him yeah 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 it's good nice yeah um good one then i'll pass it to you before I right go. okay okay well something that i thought i'll watch on uh netflix because uh i saw it ad- well I, I, I searched for it and because uh, people have been going on about black panther which i have no chance to watch i must mm-hmm. admit but yeah, you know sort of like raving about it as uh you know it's uh yeah it's great that there's now a black hero that people can uh sort of you know for for, for people to aspire to you know for, mm. for black people to sort of like um have to be careful obviously what i'm saying you know what i mean but but sort of like uh to sort of have a, a hero to look up to that kind of thing yeah. for people in the black community whatever you know i don't look at it like that i just see it as a superhero but that's just me um but still and i thought it kind of made me think well what are the uh are there out there that uh and i went back to blade oh, um classic. classic from 1998 and again People are saying Deadpool. Oh, it's great that there's an R-rated, you know, uh, or, or a 15, 18 kind of uh, superhero movie. And then obviously Logan came along, and it kind of made me think. Well, you know, before Marvel became the juggernaut that it it, it is now, the the, the the you could argue one of the films that helped to kick it all off was back in 1998 when Blade came out uh, with Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I have to say, it still holds up it now. It certainly does. Yeah. There's a little bit of dodgy CGI. I, but again, you have to forgive it for that. But surprisingly, not as much as you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Stephen Norrington, who criminally has only had such a very short career in terms of making movies. Um, started off with, uh, I think, his first movie called Death Machine mm-hmm. uh, from 94, which... It's been years since I've seen that, but I remember really enjoying it. Um, and then uh, he directed, I think the film that kind of, well, not killed his career, but really kind of, he, I don't know whether he chose not to make films after this uh, or uh, he, he just decided to, you know, he, he, he became blacklisted or whatever. But it was The League of Ex- Extraordinary Gentlemen yeah. with Sean, uh, Sean Connery, which, I mean, I think famously that was his last film. It and was, yeah. The, the, uh, the, from reading production notes and everything else and reviews in Empire, the the, uh, the sets were um, flooded a lot of the time and there was lots of problems on set and uh, Sean Connery didn't get on at all with Norrington and there was lots of problems there. Um, but it's a shame because, you know, say with Blade um, and Death Machine, and I do have a bit of a soft spot for The League of, of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's not a great film, I have to say, but it's I still watch it if it's on, mm. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. it's enjoyable. I, I mean, I like the... Because the, there was a big clamour for... Um, 
you know, kind of Alan Moore stuff around that time, wasn't there? You know, yeah. there was V for Vendetta, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Watchmen came out, didn't it, around that time? So it's, you know, there was a big, big clamour for it, which I think Alan Moore, well, he hated uh, anything, I think, that because he's a bit of a strange character himself, isn't he, <laughs> from what I understand? Yeah. But, but anyway, Blade, um, yeah, it's still um really holds up and as i said earlier on it's one of, it was one of the first um dvds that i bought and still own it now you know and it's uh i think i've got two versions of it i've got the region one version and the region two version and it, it, yeah it's it's just a a cracking action film but it also like i said going back to um like you know i suppose he's an anti-hero rather than a hero isn't he because he's just a badass he doesn't think oh, you yeah. a fuck yeah you know he's, he's half sort of human half vampire um and it's violent and it's graphic and there's some amazing sort of like imagery in it you know that opening scene with tracy lords of all people um <laughs> where they go into that sort of uh that dance you know nightclub setting and then the blood just starts raining down on on them and then blade comes in and kicks everyone's ass and uh yeah chris christopherson pops up you know and uh, and then linking it to Del Toro because he directed the second one, didn't he? Um, the third film, I have to say, was shite. That's the uh, weak one. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. the weak one of them all. Uh, and because again, Ryan Reynolds, you know, kind of he's in that as and doing his kind of wise cracking thing that he does like perfectly now with Deadpool. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because oh, it's it, a great I, film. I, I wasn't film. expecting it to hold up as much as it did. Mm. Um, but I think there was a Blade TV series, but I never yeah, watched it. No, I didn't watch that either. No, I was quite happy with you know. Give me the first two movies, then then I'm I'm happy. Yeah. With those. But but it's and it, as well, you can kind of see uh, little bits, a little precursor to the the Matrix in there, sort mm. of like little little scenes in it that you think, oh, I wonder if they got sort of took a little bit of inspiration from that to put into the Matrix, you know, a little sort of slow mo bullet time yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's still a cracking film, really is. And considering it's like twenty years old now, um, it's uh, yeah, still very very enjoyable. I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop now, mate. I'm gonna name drop because when I was recording with Gary earlier, um, we obviously you know we, we I think the show is about like about an hour forty or something like that. It's gonna be, um, but we talked for a good twenty minutes off air as well, uh, and he was saying he'd been chatting um, just the other week to Stephen Norrington. Um, really yeah yeah he keeps in touch with them so having a chat about that because gary did some of the effects on blade did he yeah he did yeah he did some of the effects on that and he's got i don't know if i've ever told you uh i've got you know blade um wesley snipes around his waist he's got the the silver um stakes that he mm -hmm. brings out and you know he's stabbing people i've got one gary sent me one because he made them no way yeah yeah i've got one I should, i'll post a picture up um, and it's made, it's made out of aluminium or aluminium, uh, if you're American. And uh, Jerry will like that, aluminium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's heavy as fuck. I mean, obviously, they've got, like, stunt ones that they'd use for when they're fighting, and it's, you know, but these other ones, they did proper aluminium ones, so I got, like, a, a, you know, a screen-used one from Blade that Gary sent me over. And I was, mm. like, I was just amazed at how fucking heavy and sharp that it is. You could kill somebody with it. Really? You could definitely kill a vampire with it, so I'm safe. You know, if vampires <laughs> ever tried to attack uh, Chirk here in North Wales, mate, I just... Just, you know, queue up behind me. I'll see him off with this. <laughs> we'll be yeah. fine. Um, Udo Kier pops up as well. Which oh, is, yeah. So we've been nice. seeing him. 
nice theme in, in stuff. But I t- actually, I, I should say now, I made a mistake. It's on um, Amazon Prime Video. Rod, sorry, Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, on Amazon Prime, if you want to check out Blade. Yeah, still a really good, good mm-hmm. film. Yeah, I think that's due a, a rewatch for me too. Yeah. Go on then, I'll pass it back to you. Okay, um, this one I can't say where I watched it, which will probably give you an idea of how oh, I watched wow. it. <laughs> it's called, and it's a buyer though, it's you know, it's it's definitely it's on my buy list. I will be owning it on, on Blu-ray. Uh, the Ritual from 2017. Uh, it's a group of friends, been together, you know, blokes together. Uh, and it begins with they're on, you know, they're all out on the piss, and one one of them wants to go to an off license, uh, which is like a liquor store for a lot of places in the world. He wants to buy some more booze, and his mates go, "No, no, come on, let's get back." So no, no, and he wants to go to the, you know, so he goes to the off license, uh, and one of the other mates goes with him, and when he's in there, a robbery happens. Hmm. And the guy that wanted to go to the, to the uh, and at least said liquor store myself then to the off license, uh, gets killed. And the other, these mate that's in there with him doesn't help him. He sort of really has a bad panic attack and shit in himself, and you know, saves his own life. Makes no attempt to save, you know, help save his mate's life, uh, and so the mate dies. So what they do is they go. Uh, it's the ritual that they they were planning to go camping on this big camping trip. So they do it in his, you know, in his honour, in his name. Yeah, this is what we wanted to do. Let's let's do it for him. Uh, it goes horrifically wrong in the, in that they decide to take the shortcut. The weather gets shit, and they, they get lost in the woods, and it all goes a bit. You know the the last Blair Witch film that we watched. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a little bit like that in a way. You know, if tenuous links, you know, but links nonetheless that they're in this woods and shit's going on, and then. It gets really fucking creepy. It even, and this doesn't happen very often, it even creeped Tina out. She was going, oh, I don't quite like this. Because, really? Yeah, and it's it's rare that happens, mate. It's really rare. Uh, but the characters are great in it. Uh, one of the main guys in it is um, Rafe Spall, Timothy Spall's son. Yeah, I like him. And I he is good, uh, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he yeah. is really good. But it's one of, it's one of those again, and, you know... We can, you know, as blokes, and we've, you know, we've been out on, on, you know, on the piss with mates, and that you can relate to them, you know, you know the dynamic that they've got ongoing between them, and you know, and they're out, and they're all together, and the, you know, the the banter that they have between them, and it's all, you know, really good. But when they they come across this, um, like cabin, the the sheltering from the from the weather. Oh my God, this creepy shit that just goes on in there. Um, that's just freaky and gets under your skin watch this this is a really good one uh to watch um in the dark watch it in the dark if you've got surround mm. sound even better still but definitely watch it at night in the dark <laughs> and yeah prepared to go oh that's a bit creepy yeah the ritual 2017 very good oh that sounds great yeah because mm-hmm. yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment wasn't it the the reboot of blair witch so yeah this sounds like the, um, yeah this is definitely the one to watch the alternative version yeah yeah uh, the next one, I can't say how we watched it. Um, we did we uh, <laughs> we did watch this before the Oscars because it's another the one that's won some awards. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, I've heard lots of good things about this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows everything there is to know about this. If if you're listening to this and for any reason you haven't watched it, 
just watch it. It blew me away. It was I knew nothing about it apart from that's a bit of a weird title, you know. And in so much that that's a bit of a weird title. Do I really want to watch that? You know, because it's mm, so watched it going into it completely blind, knowing nothing about it. Fantastic, mate. Uh, again, Blu-ray purchase definitely will watch it again. Amazing performances. I mean, Francis McDormand won the Oscar anyway, rightly so. Uh, Sam Rockwell got the best supporting actor, didn't he? He's amazing in it. Uh, Woody Harrelson. There's a scene in this, right? And it's Woody Harrelson. You, you only hear his voice. He's not in the scene. You just hear his voice and you will cry. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's stuff in it. It's one of those where, you know, you're, you're laughing. There's a lot of humour in it. You're laughing, uh, the, you're you're punching the air, and you're going, "Fuck yes, that's happened." It's bringing you to tears. You know, you're going through like all the emotions watching it. It's it's got everything. Um, completely blew me away, took me by surprise. One of those, that, again, I say knew nothing about, and yeah, I I happily watch it again. I'm not I'm not going to even go through. You know the, the you know the plot synopsis because i'm sure everybody knows it by now it's had it that much coverage it's based it, on a true story is it or i i don't think it, I, mean, I could be wrong on this i don't think it is oh, okay it's all right it, the, the plot the synopsis kind of it sounds like it's something that could happen mm, do you know yeah. what i mean but it was yeah it's it, and again you know it's a two-hour two-hour film like a lot are now it flew the performances in it are just incredible really really good so it you know, if if you haven't watched it yet, yeah, watch it. It's it's it was worth you know every award that it won. Nice. I'm just looking. Um, the guy who directed it, Martin McDonough. He directed In Bruges, which mm. I love. Yeah, yes, that's it's a great. That's got that. Well. I mean, that's got sort of that dark humour. You know, and that plays yes. with your emotions a lot, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So if yeah. you yeah, that's a good example. If you like dark, you'll definitely like this. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, next one. Uh, watched it on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okja. Oh yes, Okja. However, you I, I pronounce it Okja. This uh, uh, this is a Netflix original, I think. Yeah, uh, a big pig. All about a big pig. <laughs> yes, I've heard it's quite good. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's all about the world suffering. You know, they're trying to solve um, the food problem. Too many people, not enough food, so they start. You know, with this all this genetically modify all different stuff and they they get this experiment with pigs and try to grow these like huge giant pigs and they spread them out all over the world to see which ones will survive the best and this young girl has one uh, and grows up to be friends with it and this is another one where it's like you'll be crying watching it and you'll be cheering watching it and you'll be laughing watching it as well really it is it is it's it's a lovely film um it's it is the underlying message in, in it as well is you know against cruelty to animals uh and even about you know not not eating meat as well it, you know it's quite a strong theme to it um, yeah my daughter i mean she's been she's been a vegan for two just over two years now and she was saying she, and she loves it obviously because it's you know it does sort of preach the message that you know with you know not eating meat and all of this um but she was saying she cried at it as well. This stuff happens in it. And the animation in it, you know, I do sometimes rip into CG. Um, but yeah, I was, I was totally in with this big giant pig. It was real. <laughs> it was, <yeah. laughs> 
yeah, I wouldn't. I I'd be. I would be hesitant in showing it to kids. Um, well, it is a fifteen rated, so yeah, definitely not younger than no. that because they they will get quite upset at some of the scenes in it. Um, yeah, we got a bit upset with some of them. It's like, oh my god, no, that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely recommended. Again, I was expecting nothing from it. It's just because my daughter told me about it. And she was insisting that I watch it and watched it and loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, just go- going back to Mark Kermode, because uh, he did a, is it Kermode Uncut? Like he does his little short yeah, blogs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he mentioned this and he mentioned about Netflix and whether or not to include um, Netflix original movies in the mm. reviews that they yeah, do because yeah. not strictly cinema re- cinematic releases but nonetheless they you know there's a lot of good stuff in there there's a lot of shite as well but yeah. there's, a, there's actually a lot of good stuff um because he and he mentioned that in passing because he also mentioned that natalie portman film annihilation is it um yeah we watched that last night which uh is that any good because he looked quite I liked it as well i didn't like it tina enjoyed oh. it more than me okay i i didn't like it at all no. really okay no uh, right. okay mm. but uh yeah because you mentioned that and then there's there's like other things that are coming out so um yeah i think he's just generally asked because i think he, he reviewed that on the actual um you know the friday afternoon mm-hmm. show you know so oh, cool i'll have to check that out I, i've seen it advertised but i haven't watched it the thing is like i said there's so much netflix original oh, stuff yeah it's hard to keep up isn't it, it is you hard know? to keep up yeah um and one of my favorite shows is as come back and i haven't had a chance to watch it yet the um with timothy oliphant and Ooh, drew barrymore santa clarita diet yeah yes. series two yeah, yeah we've watched the first two episodes up to now oh brilliant mm-hmm. is it still does it carry it's on still the same mate yeah it carries oh, straight on from where um series one finished straight yeah, after it. it yeah so yeah oh, right yeah you're in for a treat with that we're so we're sort of spacing them out we want it to last so yeah yeah we're only two episodes in fantastic uh, one film that you can watch um, with Lucy and Sophie, mate, and even though there is bits in it, and again, and it's by Pixar, and they always play with your emotions. Um, Coco. Oh, I've seen this advertised. I don't oh. know if I'd get if it's. I mean, even the, the trailer alone kind of had me thinking, uh, particularly with with what happened with uh, you know with mm. having a, a, a but the a thing death about yeah in the, the family. Th- I, I don't know. The, the <laughs> thing about it is though, it, it, it it's. It's not. It, it gives a really good message that like death isn't the end, and that you know it's like oh well, they're still looking over you and they're still connected with you. There's always that connection, and they're, they're not gone. They might not physically be there, but they're not gone. It gives a really good positive message about death. Um, but again, you can't knock Pixar. I mean, they might have the odd little hiccup here and there, but this one was just like again, it's, they're just masters at what they do, aren't they? Yeah. You know, they they make these they make these films that you know that kids love and but adults, you know, they, they seamlessly put in all these different ingredients that kids love all of this, but then adults love all of that and yeah. And again they knocked it out of the park with it. It looks incredible. Yeah. The vivid colours and everything. It looks absolutely amazing. Um and again, it's another one of those that sounds great. That you know, it's got some song, songs in it that you know are all right. You know, it's a lot of the films. They, they, a lot of them are sold on the songs nowadays. You know, Frozen was a prime example. You know, the big hit from out of that. Um, the songs in this are not as memorable, um, but yeah, again, genuine belly laughs, wipe away a tear, um, be amazed at the visuals fantastic story and it is it is i know what you're saying you know like you said especially what you know your family's gone through lately as well and about the hesitancy with watching it but 
maybe maybe leave it a year then and watch it because you do i think it's a good one for kids to watch and with that sort of acceptance of death and mm. and giving them that well it's not it's not the end and people do live on in different ways yeah, yeah. I, 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 watching the trailer, you could sort of like you, you're starting to get a bit emotional. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the last one that we watched was uh, Moana, which we loved. We loved yeah, that. Yeah, that's um, brilliant too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do like you said when they're on their game, they make yeah. some amazing they stuff. Do. Yeah. Um. Well, I've got one, two, three left before we get to the double dip. So, like, can I jump in with you, one then? You just jump straight in, mate. So um, this is where I kind of linked in with my TV stuff as well a little bit because um, there's a a new on Netflix, um, which is going to be a standard saying, I think from now on, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's on because most stuff's on Netflix, isn't it? But there's a new uh, Ricky Gervais stand up um, called Humanity, which where do you stand on with Ricky Gervais? Do you uh, because he's he's quite a divisive character. I think people either really, really like him or really despise him. Uh, I fall into the camp where I really like him. But Kay, doesn't matter what he does, she hates him mm. with a passion. She just cannot stand him. So where do you kind of stand? I, I, I love him. I think he's great. And by his own admission, a lot of the time, he's playing a character of Ricky Gervais as well. You know, yeah. he, he knows what he's saying and he knows why he's saying it, you know. Um, and he said, you know, don't take everything that he says as that's his opinion. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, and again, with like the animal cruelty stuff, he's a big advocate, you know, yes, against yes. animal cruelty. Uh, and rightly so. Um, but with his with his stuff, you know, with, about freedom of speech and, and it, it, you know, it does go down these dark wells of, of humour. But I like that. And going back to, you know, with even like Jerry and Dave on the Bad Cop, Bad Cop podcast. And, you know, and that was dark humour. They'd go, you know, there was no there was no limits for them, would they? Or what they would say mm-hmm. or make jokes about. And I think you've just always got to keep that in mind. I mean, it was anybody that listened to the interview that me and Tina did with Laurie Cardell. And we, we touched on this because, you know, with freedom of speech and so on, everything that's going on in America. And we brought up about the Scottish comedian that's been prosecuted, you know, for what he did with the pug dog and this, that and the other. And, you know, there is somebody that's been taken to court and found guilty with what admittedly, yes, was in very bad taste. But it was a joke. It was within the context of what he was trying to do. He was saying this this was what I'm trying to do. And it was aimed at humour. And it's, you know, where where are you going to start drawing this line? Are people going to you know be sentenced to whatever you know fines or imprisonment because you've offended somebody and yeah you know i get it you can't go around just saying you know out in the streets and shouting this this that and the other but there's there's got to be said it's going too far this political correctness thing is just going for me it's just it's just going too far over but i mean it's like me i get i get really i get offended at the shit that's on on the saturday night on the television all this fucking X Factor bollocks and reality TV, you know, the only way is Essex. That offends me. You know what mm. I do? I don't watch it. Exactly. I don't go online. Yeah. And then it, it, it seems to be. I'm going off on a rant now. It seems to be now you know, with like social media and everything because everybody's got a voice and a lot of people mistakenly, you know, they mistake their opinion for fact. Yes. Know, but two different things, you know. That's just your opinion, mate. It's not fact. And if just because it offends you, well, then don't watch it. It's even 
like, okay, so everybody knows I'm a huge Kiss fan. And, you know, the band members have changed and this, this, that and the other. And bands do stuff that you don't agree with. I cannot understand. So let's take Kiss as an example. So they'll join, like, you know, Facebook groups or what online forums or about Kiss. And then just rip the shit out of them. Why? Why Why waste your time doing that? You know, there's, yeah. there's loads of stuff going on. Let's say, okay, let's go back to start with grunge. It'd be like, I'm going, like, I'm joining this grunge forum. I'm going, I fucking hate grunge. It killed off air metal. And this stuff. Why? Why? I just don't bother. I, I don't understand that mentality of, I'm offended. I'm going to make such a stink about this. Mm. And yeah, I, and I, you know, I'm not that stupid that, you know, there is stuff that, you know, maybe you can't say, you can't do. Um, but it's just getting to the point where, ridiculous stuff is offending people and because it's offended this one person everybody else has to suffer and i think ricky gervais is totally aware of this but, but he's pressing all the buttons he goes this offends people let's go into this and make a joke of it we were howling watching it mate we thought it was really funny i thought it was yeah. one of his best stand-up um, routines you know gigs that he'd done yeah, I mean, I I like all, a lot of all of his other stand-up stuff, and again, you like you said, there's a lot of stuff that he says, and you go, ooh, you know. But at the same time, it <laughs> You've is got funny. To laugh. You've got to, you know what I mean. You've got to yeah. laugh. So, but then that kind of led me then on to I was I was ill for a few days um, this month, and I was just kind of like moping about on the settee, and I was on my own, and I got nobody in the house with me, and I thought I need something that I can just chill out with because uh, I, I, you know, I wasn't feeling great, but and something that I know is going to kind of entertain me. So I went back and I just binged, watched The Office, and I just because I'd got like <laughs> uh, you know a, a few hours to myself, mm. and I and I did, and I watched the two series series of The Office and the, the Christmas special as well, um, <laughs> and I think it's still one of the best comedies um, that's been on British TV. Yeah. You know, because it, it's what seventeen years old now, wow, I think. Or so, um, and because I didn't watch it originally when it was on TV, uh, and it was only until like with DVD that I, I remember watching it because my friend had got it and he he lent it to me and um, I sat and watched it and fell in love with it. And it's still so relevant now. I mean, I work in an office environment, and you think the stuff that they they are. Sp- Spot on with the way that office politics work, mm-hmm. and 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 how you know the, the the different people, the dynamics, and everything else that goes on, and they are you know on the money with it. It's such a well observed comedy of, of of how office life is, you know. And I know the character of David Brent kind of. Um, became a thing in itself because there was more to the office than just David Brent. Yeah. You know? yeah. But that, and then that's kind of what leads me on to to what I watched. But I just wanted to mention that I love, you know, haven't watched The Office for a long time. Still haven't watched the American version. I must admit, and I'm kind of reluctant to, because uh, there was a story. I mean, that story recently. I think um, Ricky Gervais said that he's just happy to keep picking up royalty checks from The Office because <laughs> it started. There's a version of it coming going to India, oh you know. God. So, um, you know, him and he and, and Stephen Merchant created something really special with The Office. And I, but again, I appreciate it's not for everyone because Kay watched it and she didn't like it at all. But it, but I think it's because it's that uncomfortable uh, comedy, you know, isn't there's stuff there that you yeah. shouldn't really laugh at. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and one of my favorite things, and I think he makes re- reference to it in uh, the Humanity stand up is where he makes that joke about um, 
he's got a trainer in and he keeps interrupting the trainer and they're having this like kind of fake role play argument and he's trying to rile him and get the attention of this this trainer who is just acting like a like a basil faulty i'm not interested in your complaint kind of and he and it just stuns everybody there's been a rape upstairs (laughs) nobody's expecting it you know it's like uh okay you know and i think there's that kind of uncomfortable but also there's moments in the office which are um just beautifully touching um particularly the end of the second series um where you know he's about to be fired or he's about to lose his job and he just begs for his job you know he begs not to Mm -hmm. be fired and i i love the christmas special because it kind of ties up that whole tim and dawn thing which again there's that's a beautiful moment in it so then after that, I, I then uh, noticed that David Brent Life on the Road was on, um, and I'm sure it's on. Oh God, I'm gonna have to check. It's on Amazon Prime or it's on Netflix. Yeah. Forgive me, I don't know which one it is. Um, and I thought well, I'm gonna give this a go because I did want to pick this as one of my double dips a little while ago. But you've mm. seen this. Yes. Yeah. So. Not Stephen Merchant's not involved, and I've seen Stephen Merchant live, um, and it, he's really funny. I do like him, I think, and and I th- because he's not involved with uh, this uh, film, you know, David Brent Life on the Road. I, I think you can see that there's something missing from it, because so, initially I quite liked it. You know, there's some really well observed stuff, similar type of thing, you know, uh, camera crew, uh, sort of like you know, uh, documentary following David Brent around. I mean. You know, the, the the first question is, well, why would they be following him around still? Do you know what I mean? But whatever, mm. take that as with a pinch of salt. But they're, he's now kind of like he's a sales rep, and he's um, he's going around, and his his job is there primarily to finance his kind of musical career. He still thinks he, he wants to be a rock star, and he's got a band, and he's got like other people, and he kind of you know his big thing is that he wants to go off and now. Uh, live his dream and be a rock star and obviously it doesn't go to plan nobody turns up to the gigs and everything else before all that happens there's some really funny stuff in there particularly when he goes to like his the, the new office that he works at and you know there was a funny scene initially where he's like uh he's talking about um i think it's like jizzing on somebody or whatever it's just really funny how it plays out but when he goes onto the road it loses something and then i kind of after it all finished don't get me wrong i thought it was okay but it does stray into quite like kind of mawkish territory Mm. in as much as that it's a it's um you know because you kind of see him as like he's saying he's had a nervous breakdown and he's like i think the the message at the end of it it's a bit ham-fisted he's basically saying it doesn't matter how stupid people think you are if you've got a dream then go off and do it you know what i mean and how absurd it is and i get i like that message and i have to say i know i know not a lot of people like it because it is it's really manipulative and and but I um I did I did well, I watched Derek and and it people think it's shit and I know but I it made me cry quite a lot. It. I love Derek I and cool. I really really like Derek and uh, but it's, it's almost like kind of feel a little bit afraid to say it because you know most people think God it's fucking terrible but I actually <laughs> really really like it. Um, and I know I'm probably going to lose a lot of street cred for that saying that, but still because I mean the, the character he plays in it is again it. 
it's the other people, not necessarily him. It's the other people around there that kind of make the, that show for me. Yeah. And um, you know, Carl Pilkington's in it, and that's the other thing. So I know this is a bit of a love letter to Ricky Gervais because I love the uh, Ricky Gervais um, podcasts that he did originally with yeah, Carl yeah. Pilkington, and I went back and started listening to those, and they're still really funny. It's him, Stephen Merchant, and Carl Pilkington, and Carl Pilkington's just you know he's kind of becoming a, a thing in himself, hasn't he? Because he's got he, he had his own sky show uh you know when he, he went off and gervais and merchant set him up doing different things yeah. which was hilarious it was yeah. so <laughs> so the movie itself i think they should have left it where it was i don't i'm not I, I, i'm not saying it's ruined the, my thoughts of the office because i still love the office but i see them as two separate things now Definitely, yeah. Dave, david brent is one thing and the office is another and so that's i'm I'd say probably yes. I would recommend you watch it if you're a fan of The Office, but also um, to try not. To, it's they're two separate things. It's a it's the character now. It's not like like I said, there was a lot more to The Office than just David Brent. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what. What did you think of of it? You know, this life on the road. No, I mean I think he nailed it with that. I think you know it was once he was out on the road, it sort of did lose a lot of its charm mm. uh, and it was like okay i mean it was like you said it was still it was still funny but it wasn't the office funny no. you know <laughs> you know what i mean and it would take him out of that environment um yeah and i would I w- i'm like you as well i view them as just like two totally different entities okay it's even though it's the same character and it's carrying on his story it's yeah there's the office and that's that's you know the real meat of it isn't it and the, the, definitely by far the best bit but then um I, like you said uh, i then went onto youtube and i looked i watched um that sort of like the best of um uh, ricky gervais and the golden globes and some of the stuff he says in that is i mean if you think <laughs> you know his stand-up comedy is a bit close to the bone when he hosts the golden oh, globes God, yeah. oh my god it's it's so good and you know with the sort of like little spats he has in with um, mel gibson in particular <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's really good, and I think you know because even the audience don't know what the hell he's going to say. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but some of the stuff, some of the stuff he says about Caitlyn Jenner as well was spot on. Really good, really good. The thing is, Netflix have already paid for his next, um, his next, you know, comedy tour, whatever it may be, and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't even done it yet, and they've already paid him the big bucks for it. So, wow. yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, he's made. I mean, like you said, you know, fair play. Like you said, yeah. It, He's obviously made a good career. Um, you know, he hit the jackpot with The Office. Yeah. You know, but fair play to him because you know, he like you said, he, he didn't have uh, he didn't have any money really until oh, he yeah. did that. So yeah. he's made his money. So good on him. Yeah, I like him. I do. I like Ricky. Yeah. Um, well, I've got here. You go. This is from Amazon, uh, a Norwegian film. So you know, if, if you're out there and you don't like subtitles, tough. You're missing out on a load of great films. Because uh, I do know the people out there that go, oh, it's subtitled, I'm not watching that. Mm. Uh, this, yeah, Amazon Prime from 2015. Uh, the Wave, it's called. Or Bolgen, it was its original Norwegian title. Bolgen. Uh, Bolgen. What is, what, I don't know what a, a Norwegian accent would be, actually. That sort of default to, you know, sweet <laughs> Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> it's called The Wave, and they run away. <laughs> just upset Frederick. That's it. Sorry, Frederick. Uh, but he's not from Norway, though. He's, although no. he is from Sweden, so that's sorry, 
Frederick. Is he Scan- Scandinavian? Yeah, would you... I would lump it in because I don't, I wouldn't I don't know the Scandinavian accent. It's, it's just all that area is you know sound like you know the chef from the Muppets. He's got Sorry. a really cool, he's got a really cool voice though, isn't he? Yeah, he he's got Frederick. a very sexy voice. Very sexy voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, as as a straight man, I feel very comfortable saying that he has got a very sexy voice. <laughs> 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 and some of the some of the best sideburns in the world oh, as well. God, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this the way it's a disaster movie. Um, if if America made this, it would be one of those that stars The Rock, and The Rock would you know swing down using his cock and save the you know, everybody that's in it. <laughs> you know, it'd be one of those, and it'd be this big effects extravaganza. Uh, there's hardly any sort of CG effects in this. You do see a big wave from the title. Um, it's about a family, you know, regular everyday family, and um, they're living near to where this um, this mountain, and it's and it's crumbling. They're you know, they're, they're working. The the main guy in it, he he's just actually moving his job from monitoring where this rock face it's like oh, it could you know it's it's falling apart and they know when it does fall apart all of this rock face is going to fall into this big river it's going to create this tsunami and this wave is going to flow down the river into into the the village there and everybody's going to be in trouble so it's all set up and they've got warning sounds and bells and you know everybody these alarms will go off everybody's got 10 minutes for if and when this disaster happens that you know you've got 10 minutes to get out you've got to get 80 meters up to get out you know above where the level of the water will be and again it's it, they go away from your typical you know american big budget uh high action lots of cg movie and it focuses on the family and, it, and tension in it and it's really tense in places mate and you're really sort of like sweating watching it and you know inevitably yes this rock face is going to collapse and yes there's going to be this big wave um, and i hate one thing with watching some of these so it happens right and without giving too much away uh, the main guy's wife works at a hotel and this hotel gets swamped with this big wave and they end up um, in this room that's filling with water I have a bit of a problem watching stuff with people underwater. I find myself holding my breath with, mm. when I see people underwater because I think that's one of the worst. I would hate to drown. You know what I mean? I always think, what would, what would be worse, like drowning or or burning? I think burning <laughs> would be more painful. You're being burnt today would be more painful. But I just hate the thought of like inhaling and like you just got all this water going in. Um, but it's because you really care about the characters that you again you're so engrossed in it and it's and it's not again don't go into it and you're thinking and it's you know it's like twister you know these big sort of uh big movies where it's in nature going mad mm, or dante's vol- peak dante's peak volcano this yeah. thing, and you know all of these 2012 uh it's not it's it, it's all about the family and it just so happens that all this this big fuck off wave coming at them and they've got to get out of the way it's been, it's been so popular mate right that they're making sort of a semi-sequel to it um, called The Quake. Oh, okay. Where yeah. there's a, this earthquake's going to happen. And I can't, after watching this, I can't wait for The Quake as well. Uh, this, again, it's another buyer. Definitely buy. Loved it. It's really, really good. You know, it's not often um, that you see, a, you know, a Norwegian film. You know, we do like to watch a lot of foreign films, but mm-hmm. this, this was a nice little nice little surprise. So, yeah, if you've got Amazon Prime, um, just search for The Wave. 
just uh, I mean, was it Troll Hunter? That was was that Norwegian? Oh, was that uh, Norwegian? Because that's a cracking film. Yeah, too. it was Norwegian dark fantasy film. That was a, a good film. Mm. Yeah. Um, the, just looking at this, the director of uh, The Wave directed uh, the, the reboot of Tomb Raider ah. with uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Mm. So I've, I've not heard great things about that. I must admit. No, but, I've not. Uh, I will watch it, but I'm not yeah, I'll watch it at some point from that. But yeah, this this is is really good. Really, you know, enjoyed it. Um, keeping with uh, subtitled films is Ravenous. This is on Netflix. Uh, not to be confused with the 1999 film. And Robert uh, Carlyle. Robert Carlyle and Guy Pearce, which is a great film. If you've not seen the 1999 Ravenous, please watch that because that's, that's a great film. That's a dark film as well. Jesus. Uh, but really good. Um, this one's from um, 2017. Uh, and it's... I thought I thought it was I thought it was French, but it was it's filmed in Quebec, so you know French Canadian, and it's set in a little a small village in Quebec, and it's not it's not so much zombies. There's been this outbreak, right, mm-hmm. where people are just going fucking bonkers and attacking other people. So it, in a way, it's sort of like Twenty Eight Days Later ish, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and again some really tense scenes this there's some really good laughs in it because one of the main characters what his his sort of thing um is that is he copes with it all by just cracking jokes uh and he just come out with some really good jokes to be honest (laughs) there's a couple where i thought i knew the punchline to them and it was a different punchline which was even funnier the only thing that lets it down is the ending it we were like oh this is so good this is this is really good and what why is this happening and what's that happening and then it just sort of goes Bleh, at the end and you and you go in is that it and that's like, oh fuck i just wish it had got a better ending to it mm. uh, but it's, it's an hour 40 it's not that long and despite it having you know the, the weak ending some great scenes in it and again it's 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 quite tense um and they were uh, you know recommend it to watch um i would watch the you know out of the two subtitle films that i brought up i'd watch the wave first over this one yeah yeah over this one but this is by no means a bad film um it's you know if you're into sort of that zombie infected kind of genre it's worth the watch just 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 a pity about that bloody ending (laughs) (laughs) um the last one i've got is cinema movie from a few days ago, I took my son to watch Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, yes. Now, the the, the reason I'm saying about this, because the film's all right, I'll just get in. Yeah, the film's good. It was a lot better than we were both expecting. We, um, we both went to see the first one, enjoyed it. And so, you know, we said then, you know, when a sequel, well, when a sequel, excuse me, was announced, we said, oh, we've got to go and watch it together. Despite us both watching the trailer and thinking, you know, it looks a bit pants. Um because this was one I wasn't bothered about spoiling by watching the trailer. The thing is about it, the reason I brought it up that I want to tell you is that I took him to the cinema. And it was for a... It was a 10 to 3 showing in an afternoon. And we got there, and I went to buy the tickets, and it said on it, and I, I'd never heard of this before, so I don't... I would know if you've heard of this. It said the showing. And sometimes it says, you know, it's a special showing for, you know, the hard of hearing or whatever. Mm. This one had got I sense. 
Have you ever heard of iSense? <laughs> no, what's that? And neither have I. And I thought, well, what's is it? You know, like on the news over here that you get, you know, somebody signing in the corner for the hard of hearing, or you'll get this, that, and the other. I thought, is you know, I think is there going to be some sort of audio description on the soundtrack, or what's what's going to happen with it? So I went to the, you know, like the ticket booth part, and I said, I said to the woman there, I said, you know, we've come for the ten to three showing of Pacific Rim Uprising. It's got iSense. Can you explain what iSense is? And she said, oh, it's like IMAX. So it's their version of IMAX, but they uh... they don't want to pay the premium for the for the IMAX, but it is. It's IMAX in all but name. It's a massive screen and they've got Dolby Atmos sound and it's all posh seats and this. They're all this will do. So she said to us, and this is like 10 minutes to go before the film starts. She said, oh, you're, at the moment, you're the only ones in there. I thought, well, I'll be all right. And she said, uh, well, she said, I'll print your tickets out. We'll put you in the sweet spot right in the middle. She said, no matter where you sit, you know, it's going to be cracking picture, full, you know, 4K picture, Dolby Atmos, Dolby Atmos sound. But this is the absolute sweet spot for everything. Mm. So we go in and we sit in there. So you know what IMAX cinemas are like? They're fucking huge, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And we're sitting there and we're waiting. And then, you know, the adverts come on. Still nobody comes in. Then the trailers come on. Still nobody comes in. Mate, we had we had what is essentially an IMAX cinema to ourselves. No way. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had, I've, <laughs> I've had a normal cinema to myself. Maybe four or five times over the years, which has been good. Um, but that was just like a normal cinema. This, to have this huge screen and doing the full massive cinema. And it was just, just me and my son sat there with it all to ourselves. It was incredible. It was so good. Yeah, but so as an experience, that made the film way better than it was. But it was fun. It it wasn't shit. We had, you know, it wasn't great, but we had a good time. And it, it took, if, you know, it's, you know, you know what you're going to get. It's just mindless action fighting. It's robots fighting, really. Robots it, fighting monsters. Is it that, you know, the iSense, is it, is it essentially like an IMAX? I mean, you couldn't you tell any difference between the two? Oh, yeah, or... the screen's a lot bigger than a normal screen, yeah. No, and I mean, it, like, a, you know, say, an IMAX and an iSense, is it... Is well, with this, it looks, there? you know, with an IMAX screen, it's, it's, um, it's really tall as well as wide, isn't it? Mm. You know, there's a lot of height to it. This wasn't as the screen wasn't as tall, but it seemed wider. It was almost like some sort of I don't know. It, it really covered your entire field of vision. Looking at it, it seemed um, a bit more, even more immersive than IMAX. It seemed that we, you know, we were more in the film. Than, whether that's because we had the place to ourselves and we were sat in that perfect sweet spot, I don't know. But it did feel like we were just like right in the middle of everything. Oh, okay. And it's it's a lot cheaper than IMAX as well. Is it really? Yeah. What's the price difference? I think it was like I think it was nine pound a ticket. I think. Was it yeah, nine pound? Yeah. Uh, IMAX is uh, fairly expensive, isn't it? It's about oh, yeah. fifteen quid, is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. So it was you know it was a lot cheaper. And it was good. Yeah, it was, it was good. So, you know, we, we enjoyed the film. Um, but I just wanted to mention, if if you'd heard of, you know, iSense, because I'd never heard of it before. Then. No, no, no. no? Mm -hmm. There is an Odeon, because I go to the cinema in Telford, which I know you know where, where Telford is. Mm -hmm, yeah. um, and there is an Odeon, and there is a uh, a Cineworld. I love the Cineworld, because it's quite new. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we always tend to go now. But there's an, an Odeon, you know, five minutes walk away from it. I'm tempted to... 
check that one out because apparently that they do like kids films are quite cheap there as well so should do. but yeah yeah mm. i'll keep my eyes open for that one as well that eye sense mm. Mm. so yeah that's 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 me filmed out if you've got anything mate I've got nothing else apart Ooh. from our double dippage. Oh, shall we take this intermission then and come back with a with Go a on, double dip? Right, let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get the woman down with her ice creams and sell some of them during the intermission. Then. Lions me, lions me, lions me. It's ice cream time with lions me. Ice cream time with lions me. Buy some now. Welcome back to the second part of our show um we were just discussing we don't we, we're good actually we're, we're doing well for not needing pisses and stuff like that we've we've kind of yeah. gone through the last what two hours for yeah. not needing a pee yeah. which is amazing really not, not even the stray dribble has come out mate i've not i've not even got any pressure on my bladder whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> We can't be that old yet, then. Uh, no. Well, I don't know about you. You are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so um, this is our double dip section. And uh, for people who are just joining us, have never listened to this before, um, how dare you? Where have you been? Uh, but basically, Dave and I, we pick uh, a film for each or a documentary or a, whatever, something mm. to watch that neither of us have watched before. Uh, it's difficult for me because Dave has watched pretty much everything going. <laughs> so uh, I have to send him a list of things to sort of say, right, have you, which of these haven't you watched, which is easy for me. So um, this uh, month I sent the, – well, the, fil- the film that um, – I was quite surprised that you hadn't seen, I must mm. admit, because it's quite a recent film, yeah. which is on Netflix, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, um, who's just got an, his new film out, um, Ready Player One, which I'm hearing good things about. Mm. So, uh, We're off to see it tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um, so, But this is from 2015, starring Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance, uh, Alan Alder, and it is Bridge of Spies. The uh, the blurb from IMDb is uh, it says during the Cold War an American lawyer is recruited to defend an arrested Soviet spy in court and then help the CIA facilitate an exchange of the spy for the Soviet captured American U two spy spy plane pilot Francis Gary Powers. Um, in terms of it's got an eighty one on Metacritic and that's based on forty eight critics. Let's p- do the old game burst thing and pick a few. Uh, I think the well, there's no negative. They're forty seven positive and one mixed. Oh, wow. So um, total film uh, gave it five out of five. It said political intrigue abounds as Spielberg rippingly recreates a famous real life swap, spy swap case of the Cold War with both Hanks and Rylance on top form. Um, let's go down here. The Guardian, uh, Peter Bradshaw, Bridge of Spies has a brassy and justified confidence in its own narrative flair. Let's have a look at the the uh, the worst one then. So this is from the New Orleans Times. Um, Bridge of Spies, with its stop and go moment momentum, is also more merely interesting than it is full-on riveting. It's still quite good stuff, but despite its impressive pedigree, it doesn't feel as if it's quite the sum of all its parts. So, um, I obviously aware of the film. Um, Mark Rylance won an Oscar for his performance, uh, I believe. Am I right in saying that? Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was actually written as well. I didn't realize this until the end of the film when I was looking at the credits uh, by the Coen brothers. Um, did, uh, or did was it just one of them? Oh, sorry, I should research, research this. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, the Coens uh, had their hand in the writing as well. And you can tell that, I think, after you've watched it and when yeah. you, you realize. Because yeah. there's lots of little um, uh, sort of bits of humor in there which, uh, uh, you know, kind of stand out a little bit. Um but yeah, so I, I I didn't know massive amounts about the story, um, and I kind of went into it blind, really. And um, so there we go. What what did you think of it then? Uh, I enjoyed it. And again, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't you know watch any trailer beforehand. Went into it again completely blind. Just let the story uh, wash over me. I watched it with Tina. Uh, I enjoyed it more than she did. Mm. Uh, she, I think one of her comments was she just found it too talky. That there was mm-hmm. just too much um, talking going on. Uh, I'm one of those people that I, I could just watch Tom Hanks in anything. Um, I remember one of the first films of his that I watched that I really loved was Big, you know, back, yeah. on, back on VHS and, you know, followed his career since then. And, uh, you know, the, how he's morphed from being this young uh, comedy actor, really. You know, he's a lot Definitely, of com- yeah, comedy yeah. stuff to, you know, all these more serious parts. And I think he's got that wonderful gift. And again, for me, that he just he just sort of inhabits every character that he plays and he's very believable within that character. And, you know, you don't see him as Tom Hanks. You know, you you just buy in, in into that. I think his acting is is always just so good. He's one of those. He do, he doesn't need to do that much to, for you to be impressed. You know, it's it's the little things that sell you with the character that is you know he's playing. Um, it's scary though, isn't it? You know, when you go back to that time and you do that East and West Germany, <laughs> it's like what the fuck was going on with all this kind of shit? Yeah. Um, it- it, it's it, amazing it, to think that it, that it wasn't that long ago. No, and and it's almost with all the events that are going on, you know, in this country and the world, really, with uh, Russia and you know, kind of um, what do you call them? Not dignitaries, um, attaches, whatever, mm. being expelled from countries, yeah. and all the tension that's going on and everything else, and uh, and old Boris Johnson piping up and. Almost referred to Vladimir Putin as as uh, you know going to be using the World Cup as propaganda yeah. and compar- comparing him to Hitler, thinking fucking hell, where's this going to end? Yeah. You know, and it's so it's kind of relevant now, even now, you know. And um, I, I I really enjoyed it, and I watched it with Kay, and it was quite late night uh, late at night when we watched it, and it's about two and a half hours long. So, but it, for me, it didn't drag. It did kind of. Uh, you know, the, although it's like a, a decent length of a film, we'll say it's standard these days, isn't it? Mm. Um, but it it kind of um, it say flew by, you know, and it, and I, I really got involved with the characters, got involved with the, the, uh, the story, um, and it, there's moments in it. I mean, because I, I went back and I, I looked at the uh, Kermode review keep referencing Kermit, mm. but you know, you do, don't you? Yeah. And, and it kind of like he, he, and I agree with what he was saying, isn't it? Which is that you kind of almost take Spielberg for granted a little bit sometimes. And there's a, like the Eastwood's a bit the same, Clint Eastwood, you know, mm. cause they just seem to make these really sort of like well-made, engaging solid films and you, you almost take that for granted because if this was directed by anybody else you'd be sort of like probably eulogizing it about it a bit more because you'd be saying oh you know that was really really good but because it's spielberg you almost expect it to be good and i think for me although it was really engaging and it was it was really enjoyable 
there was almost that kind of there was a lack of real tension what mm. i would class as you know like you're on the edge of your seat kind of tension yeah, yeah. it was almost like the events were just kind of playing out which i was i'm you know i'm happy with it you know and I've, like i said really well made and and engaging and everything else but they didn't although there was kind of like will will it happen won't it happen moments um i never felt like on the edge of my seat hmm. i was i was engaged in it and i was enjoying it but i never felt sort of like oh god you know kind of that kind of level of tension does if you know what i mean yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me yeah that makes sense um I mean, because it boils—I mean, story-wise, it just boils down to, doesn't it? You know, Tom Hanks' character is sent to Russia to facilitate the exchange of, you know, two political prisoners. So one's there's an American that's that's been held in in Russia, and there's a Russian that's been held in America, and he's sent there to facilitate these two. But his his character, and it's based on. Um, is it based on the true story? It is, yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the film, so you, you um, see it, don't you? You see the the, the people. It explains the, yeah. uh, you know, the real people, the character that uh, Tom Hanks portrayed yeah. and what he did afterwards, you know, with uh, the, the stuff with Cuba and yeah. Fidel Castro and, uh, you know, sort of like liberating people from there as well. And, you know, uh, and I think, again, the, the sort of like the message that you get from it is because although uh, he's there to facilitate the exchange of this uh, pilot who's been captured by the Russians, there's also just um we'll say almost a random person a person who's caught on the wrong side of the wall like you said during mm -hmm. the east and west uh germany kind of divide and everything else and he um insists that this person is part of the deal as well you know and they're saying well why he's nobody he's nothing you know what i mean and it's because it's not Although it's unseeming, it's it's you don't understand or you don't see it at the time. You don't. Every every life is precious, and also what that person that could then go on to achieve mm -hmm. in terms of how they change other people's lives afterwards. So there's a message there, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I I did really enjoy it, and like you said, looking at Tom Hanks and sort of how, uh, but he's sort of like a liking to uh, a James Stewart kind of, you know, from a that type of era, you know, an everyman kind of person, isn't he? You know what I mean? Mm. And like you said, you associate his early career with uh, comedy films, yeah, you know, yeah. and things. Like, I mean, one of the, the, the best films I've seen for a long time, I've seen the pictures with my mom uh, and seen it for ages and I watched it a couple of years ago, was The Money Pit. Oh, um, God, yeah. Such a good film. And he's comedic timing and slapstick kind of like comedy in that as well is so good you know the, there's a bit where the house is collapsing around them and it's like uh it's like mousetrap everything's kind of going on and, and it, all these little contraptions of breaking and he's you know covered in paint and everything else it's brilliant you know really well done must have taken ages to to make uh, and the, but then i think the thing for me that you actually started to stand up and realize actually he's a really good actor um was i mean People say a league of their own, um, but then it was Philadelphia, you yeah, know, yeah. and seeing them in that and thinking, okay, holy shit, this guy can do a bit more than just the comedy kind of stuff, you know. The um, but yeah, a brilliant actor, you know. Um, you know, you come over, like you said, you, you'd watch him in anything, wouldn't you? Really, you would uh, do, yeah. And the good thing about it as well, everything that you read about him is you, you just don't see or hear a bad word about him he seems to be you know you watch 
interviews with people that have worked with him and that and they just they just all gushing about him now he's such a genuinely nice guy you know he is a gentleman and there was videos you, know, you saw was it the other year of where you know somebody there's this couple being married and he's out jogging isn't he mm. and and they're getting married and he just stops and he joins in he's having the picture taken with him and he's having the chat and he's always so personable he always comes across as somebody you know it'd be it'd be one of those like good dinner guest people to have you yeah know? definitely it'd be really nice and friendly and have you know, great stories for you and and that's the you know talk with you and you know, have time for you you know i think it'd be one of those that if you know if you bumped into the street he, he wouldn't you know he wouldn't tell you to fuck off <laughs> so probably <laughs> you know he'd probably you know he'd give you a few minutes though you know a lot wouldn't so um but yeah i've you know i do like you know he's, he is one of those few actors that no matter what he's in i find him very watchable now would i would i watch bridge of spies again mm, I, don't, I don't know Mm, did yeah. did I enjoy it? Yeah, I did enjoy it. You know, they yeah. found it riveting. You know, I was yeah. sat yeah. with it and I enjoyed every minute. But it's not one of those films that I'd go. You know what? I'm going to buy this, put it in the collection, and we're going to watch it again. Mm. I kind of it made me think a little bit about JFK because it was set in that sort of era, mm. and um, you know, I've watched JFK a few times. And I do. I haven't seen it for a, a few years. I must admit, but I do really like that film. And again, you could argue, well, how much of it is conspiracy and everything else, but. Um, yeah, I kind of likened it to that, you know, and uh, but I think I'm like you that I, I probably wouldn't go back and watch it mm. again, but I'm glad I've watched it. Yeah, and I def- yeah. definitely give it a thumbs up. I definitely yeah, recommend yeah, me too. To watch it. Yeah. Um, I've just looked actually at Tom Hanks's filmography and it's, it's announced that he's going to uh, play the lead character in one of your favourite films, A Man Called Ove. Oh, wow. So it'd be interesting to see what you think mm. of that. Cause, That's yeah. one that, that is one of my favourite films <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that film. That that was one that really, yeah, really knocked my socks off with. Like, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, keep your uh, keep your eyes open for that one. Definitely, cause... yeah. Because mm. I thought I'm sure Jack Nicholson was announced in that role originally. Again, I could be wrong with that, but I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was another name actor that was originally going to be cast in that role. But I think yeah, Tom Hanks is yeah, is a good call on it. I um, I haven't seen. I mean, does Jack Nicholson st- does he still act? Because I haven't. Not as uh, much as yeah, no, definitely not as uh, much as he used to. Last thing he did was in 2010. So mm. I know his I know his name was attached to something recently. Hmm. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, thumbs up for me. Yeah. Um, enjoyable and a really solid film, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, interesting, I think as well. I, I, there was a nice scene um, where you know you kind of when he's in. Uh, Germany and um, you're seeing people trying to climb over the wall and getting Mm. shot and then sort of it's juxtaposed juxtaposition juxtaposed Mm. is that the word Uh, with um, when he's in New York and uh, yeah it's nice little touches like that yeah yeah you'd think that Spielberg puts into his movies you know yeah it's good I think I think our opinions on it we were align perfectly really don't we with what we yeah. think of it yeah we yeah, both yeah. completely agree on everything yes oh. so like our minds have melded together <laughs> <laughs> will they stay, stay locked together on my on my double dip pick it, yeah yeah definitely uh, well I, I picked i picked a documentary um you know because i've got to mention the documentary and i haven't done so far uh and it's called vhs forever psychotronic people 
from mm. 2014. And I think this was, I didn't write it down, actually. Was this Netflix? I think it was, wasn't uh, it? Amazon. Was Amazon it Amazon? Point. It was yeah. Amazon. Um, yeah, the uh, IMDb blurb is uh, a feature-length documentary taking a look at the explosion of movies that became available on VHS in the UK, taken from the perspective of those who tried to unearth that elusive movie at all costs known as psychotronic cinema. Uh, right, I need a caveat about this. Mm. I think for people to get the most out of this, really, I think you, need to, you needed to have lived through that era of VHS. Yes. Um, and even more so that if you were a a horror fan during that era and you knew the difficulty, especially after Mary Whitehouse and her PC <laughs> brigade got involved and all this video nasty scandal going on and films being banned and how it suddenly became really hard to find certain films. Um, if you're a horror fan, you always have to the uncut version of it um, anyway. And it was a time we've talked about before. It was, it was the thrill of the chase was a lot of it, trying to find these certain films. And pre-internet, you know, you'd buy specialist um, magazines and there'd be little little uh, adverts at the back with a phone number that you'd have to phone up or there'd be an address and you'd have to send a stamped addressed envelope and write. And I did all of this. Um, so I found, I, when I saw this, I thought, oh my God, this is going to be so good. And I'll jump to I'll jump to the end. I thought it was I really really enjoyed it because I lived I lived it and it was amazing because they talk about this place in London that I went to and I really? used to I, yeah I used to go and they talk about this underground and they used to have this back room that only certain people could get in and I went into that back room. No, is that is that what they were talking about at the beginning of the documentary? Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. No way. Yeah, oh, wow. it was incredible. And so when they're going on to it, oh, I was telling you, I was in I went in that back room. I travelled because um, I was living in in Cheshire. So for those of you that may be familiar, you'll live in the UK, you know where Cheshire is. And I'd have to do a round trip to London. It's probably, it's getting on for not far off 400 mile round trip. And um, I'd go, I'd usually get the train down to London and then truck through London, get on the underground, money in hand. And again, this is after usually swapping letters, quite a few letters. So you get to know them or, you know, the odd phone call. Uh, and then you put some orders in and you just start with some other stuff. I remember going down and and being invited into this back room and it was like, oh my God, I could hear it. It was like angels singing and this, you know, the, the glorious light of all this uncut horror in really? front of me. Yeah. Was it, was it, how was it displayed? Was it like, was it like a t traditional video shop where you got it on no, the walls? There was or some, was it yeah, like... in the front part, from what I can remember, there was some, there was quite a lot on the walls. But then in the back room as well, there was all stuff because it would be you'd be getting you'd be getting copies of stuff and you'd be getting, you know, third and fourth generation copies of stuff. Because I went to I remember getting I wanted Salo. Right. I'd never seen Salo, 120 Days of Sodom. It's which like I, a, a cheery film. Yeah. Which I went on Blu-ray now. I've got it on DVD and Blu-ray. I watched it for the Tina had never seen it. I bought it on Blu-ray and we watched it together. That, that was the fun experience. <laughs> the bit where they're eating shit. Where they're eating and, shit, yeah. I think. And, uh, the, yeah, the young boys are being buggered and... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the fucking oh god the, it, oh that's a grim film there's not many films that I I think about turning off while I'm watching mm. that, that was one of them but I persevered with it um, yeah well, well I got that from there I travelled down to get it and it was you know it was you know third fourth generation it was a bit of wonky picture but it was there and you could watch and it was uncut and that's what it was all about then and it's 
it has been lost if you weren't there and you didn't experience it. it it's it's kind of a hard you know experience to get across to people to to get mm. them to imagine what it was like and how difficult it was especially now you know we talked about before with you, you can just press a button on your phone and it's there you know you can watch a film whatever you want you know you can get hardcore porn you can get the full on cop version of of Salo. you know you can get music you can get games and it's just it's all click button click button oh that's a bit harder to find i'll just you know google it or oh it's there on ebay this you really had to, you know, if if you're a cinephile, you love cinema, and you love films, trying to find that, you know, that elusive copy of it was, it was all about the thrill of the chase. And then when you'd finally got it in your hands, it was like, yes, you know, you've done it. And then you're looking, you know, for the next one. Um, now, so the caveat really to get the most out of this it really does help if you were there and you you know you collected films and you can really relate to what the people are saying because I put it on and it's a shitty pitch. It looks like it, about a fourth generation VHS copy. I wondered whether that was intentional though, or but is it just cheap and cheerful? I you think know? it's cheap. I think it's cheap and cheerful because it's filmed awfully. It's edited abysmally. It's like, and they even with the sound on it, they have to put up. They have to put up certain bits with the sound. Oops, is the sounds a bit ropey? You know, they interview somebody outside on a bench, and the wind's blowing and all this, and you're thinking, for fuck's sake, you know, you. It looks like it's made by people who have got no idea how to make a film, but. God bless them that they did, because I th this I, I was lapping, I was like just wallowing in nostalgia watching yeah. it and going, oh my, this, this is this is like you know this is a part of my youth right here playing out before me. And then when they said you know about the place, it's like I went there and I was agreeing with everything that they were saying, and um, yeah, I think it's a wonderful doc. If you get past that, you know, it's a shitty pitch and it's not made very well. But for the actual content of it, for for that time period, I I thought it was wonderful. I I loved it. I really did love it. Yeah. What did What did you think? Go on. See, I'm kind of I was I'm a, a little bit younger uh, than yourself. Mm -hmm. by, by, sorry, about ten years or so. Um, so I kind of didn't live through that. I I, I was I'm aware of it I'm, I'm from the vhs age you yeah. know from from that era you know because uh that's when i grew up you know watching films on vhs um but it's kind of i didn't necessarily i was aware of the uh, video nasty thing but only really later on as i got older you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. i never really went through that sort of like uh you know having to try and find copies of uh yeah uh, what, what were some of the band films the evil dead and oh, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff so i never really went through that and it was only until later on when car boots started to pop up and you because mm -hmm. like the exorcist was banned until recently in this country which is ridiculous to yeah. think about it um and then, you know, so and I remember uh, going to a car boot with my friend and buying a copy of The Exorcist and Reservoir Dogs as well. Because although that wasn't banned, I don't think um, there was certainly it was quite a controversial film in this country. So getting copies of it around then, sort of like mid 90s, we, we were quite difficult. So, um so I kind of ha I can relate to it in that respect and coming from it from a background of, like I said, being a VHS kind of uh, kid, you know, and everything. I'm very much the same. You know, I loved uh, that 
the hearing the stories um and I, one of my favorite documentaries is uh, that i can kind of compare it to although the production values are a million times better is video nasties the definitive guide yeah yeah that's great by, that's really by jake good. west yeah because there's a there's two parts to that there's, yeah i think and i think the first part the first documentary is better than the second it documentary. is yeah, yeah. um but um that tells a more kind of um, focused story, I think, about the, uh, you know, the kind of the um, crusade from Mary Whitehouse and mm-hmm. banning films and the, the BBFC, you know, and seizing films and everything else. Whereas this is more of a nostalgic kind of it, it, the, pe- the, yeah. the people who were there, you know, and who went to the lengths to get, you know, like you said, third, fourth, fifth generation versions of films in their library. And just the, the sort of like the... Um, just the the dedication, the love that people have got for films, you know, to the fact that, like you, to the point that you would spend four and you know time driving four hundred miles or going, yeah. you know, to get a video, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, who, who the fuck does that these days? No, <laughs> nobody does it. Nobody you know what I mean? Does it. And that's that's the thing. I mean, I'm sat here, surrounded by literally thousands of films on DVD blu-ray and now 4k blu-ray that, that we've got with all these you know pristine picture uncut loads of extras but there's that there's that one little bit of me that that oh just misses that you know that thrill of the chase thing trying to find it and you know I, i'm very appreciative if you know that now you know if you'd have showed younger me all of these films that i've got and what's on them and the quality and it's just like i just well how how did you how did you find these well i went on my phone and i just went click and then it mm-hmm. was like you know a day or two later it was delivered pushed, to my door it was delivered to my yeah. door and it's like what the hell all that hard work's been taken out of it but because growing up with it i do i do miss that part of it i really do yeah, we've said this many times before, you know, that sort of experience of going to a video shop and spending an hour, an hour and a half actually looking at the boxes and mm. deciding what to pick. And, you know, um, yeah, and talking I mean, with the people in there and talking with the people behind the counter and that sort of social experience of it. And, yeah. you know, all that's gone as well. I used to go to the video shop uh, when I was younger and um, ask the, the bloke behind the counter if he got any posters. And it didn't matter what he gave me, and I would just go home with these posters, you know, and the, mm. and, and it'd be cool, you know. And um, that that's kind of, you know, I miss all of that kind of stuff because then there's the anticipation of watching the film and everything. And I mean, I, mean, I like horror films, you know, and, and uh, so obviously, you know, it was generally the horror films that were kind of looked upon and kind of targeted as being mm. these video video nasties and everything so but i have these memories of uh dead and buried and the bogeyman and uh my uncle having them around his house and being and played it on video i've never actually watched the whole version of the bogeyman because it scared it's, me oh, it's, that, it's one of my favorites that it is it scared yeah, yeah. me so much at the time and i always remember that scene where there's i think there's a couple and they're kissing in a car and the bogeyman comes along and shuts the door <laughs> and a knife goes they're, they're like <laughs> through, through the neck and out through the mouth um and then dead and buried because i was dead that that wasn't banned i don't think but it was certainly Mm. i mean it had quite a you know a nasty cover uh you know it scared me at the time when i was a kid so i'm very i have i love that you said that nostalgic kind of trip that it sent me on for the hour and a half that it it, um uh but don't it's there's no frills about it it's it's very cheap and cheerful and that's i'm glad you pointed that out because i wonder what that meant where it said like um psychotronic uh interference or something i was like 
what the fuck's that? Yeah, that's, you know, that, that was that was their speak for they fucked up the sound, really. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. I wondered what that. I wonder if that was like kind of like um, an ironic kind of you know like uh, Robert Rodriguez thing that he tried to do with the Grindhouse. Hmm. You know, whether it was like a little kind of like there's a you know a cut that's gone wrong or something like that, and it's. Um, so I'm glad you pointed that out to me because yeah. I thought, what, what's that for? Um, but yeah, I have to commend the filmmakers. You know, oh yes, yeah. I'm so glad they've made it. Uh, but it, it is cheap and cheerful. But yeah. definitely a thumbs up for me. If you're from that era, I totally yeah. agree with you that uh, yeah. If if you maybe not so much, you're probably going to watch it and think, well, what the probably, fuck? yeah. I, I can see people. I can see why people would turn it off after five minutes. I really can. They do look at it and go, oh my god, this is just this is awful. Because I watched um, it on an iPad and I thought. Is there something wrong with the, my, my internet? Because <laughs> <laughs> it don't expect a pin shot. No, definitely not. No. But no. then at the same time, I, you know, you have to think. Well, that adds to its charm yeah, because it does. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, it suits it. It really does suit it. Yeah, a thumbs up for me. Total. Yeah, great nostalgia trip. Um, but, yeah. But yeah. definitely check out um, the Video Nasty's definitive guide. Yes. If you can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that is a cracking documentary. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, and that's, like I said, tells a, a more focused. T- and as you can tell that they, because uh, what I would have liked was uh, when they were talking about certain thick films or whatever, actual clips to accompany a the, um, mm. you know, what they were talking about. And that happens on a couple of occasions, but, you, you know, not very often. Not whereas, often, no. whereas in um, the definitive guide, it's got, the extras on it are amazing. Oh, you God, know. there's hours worth of extras. So it? much stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, two thumbs up from uh, both of us. We, we've agreed on both, haven't we? You, you, virtually word for word about what we thought of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I'll have to see what what we pick next time because we don't know, do we? Well, we it's going to it's gonna change, isn't it, the next episode? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I think we should tell people about that because, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm not going to be there, am I? <gasps> I'm get, yeah, I think we should announce my semi-retirement from podcasting. I'm just getting, I'm, I'm at the age now where I I can't do a lot of things very often. <laughs> Don't go, Dave. So, so yeah, it's uh, we we thought that um that, that me and Chris would do these entertainment shows, and we'll we'll do like two or three together, uh, and then Chris is going to do one with Tina just to mix it up a bit mix, and mix yeah, up, yeah. and and so it's it's not always uh, as tina put it a sausage fest <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and she she said you, you know you talk about a lot of blokey stuff so i think she's gonna bring in some of the you know the girly stuff yeah. i'm sure she won't but I, you know yeah it's it's not all gonna be like rom-coms and princess films believe me not with the stuff that tina likes to watch <laughs> but i thought it would be good to mix it up so yeah tina's gonna step in um, every two or three entertainment shows uh, with you, Chris. Yeah. Cool. You know what? That, that that leaves me free to play a video game that evening. So talk as long as you want. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to complete any, uh, even more bloody games? And that's it now. I'll be there. Yeah. Sat with my feet up, playing a video game. Lovely. Having a wank. Yeah. yeah. Let, let, let everybody else create the content. Bo- and... <laughs> boiling your eggs. Boiling some eggs. <laughs> um We've had some feedback as well, haven't we, um, mm, from the yes. previous show? Do you want to... Because um, you've had some lovely messages. Have I? <laughs> you have. You had them, and I. you, on, you sent on. them to me, and you said, look at this. Look at these lovely messages that we've had, and you sent them to me. Dave, you put me on the spot now. I've got to get my phone. Oh, um, oh dear. And, and uh, we were giving such a good impression of uh, professionalism. professionalism. We oh, were. Shocking. 
Well, do you want to do you want to do one? Because you had one come straight directly to was it direct to you or direct to me? Oh, I don't know. Uh, were these both to me? These, these, these were both to you. These were both to you. Sorry. Okay. Well, so um, the first one then is from uh, Alan Brown or Aldo1876 on Twitter. Um, and he sent us a message. I must admit, it's, it's been a lot long ago. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I am getting old. Uh, which basically says, uh, hi, mate. Hope you and your family are good. Uh, been listening to 60 Minutes with and must say it's one of my new favorite podcasts. I've even watched Under Siege and They Live the last couple of nights because of your recommendation. Um, I don't remember recommending Under Siege, did we? Must have done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean... Um, Alan's a lovely guy, I must admit. He used to listen to the same coin, and he'd always uh, send me messages occasion, you know, occasionally, just um, seeing how I'm doing and everything else. So, uh, yeah, he's a really, really good guy. So give him a follow on Twitter if, uh, if you want. Um, and then following up um, from what we were saying about why we announced where we've watched stuff uh, or pirated stuff. <laughs> <laughs> talking about pirating things um but now this is from uh tone capone or at tony underscore hall uh again on twitter and he um said because he was the guy who recommended that we actually uh tell people where we watch things so if we if they want to watch them as well then which is you know i said a great recommendation it I is definitely i thought thought yeah. about it myself to be fair uh, but uh, he says, hi, Chris, listen to the latest 60 minutes on the way home from work. Thanks for the numerous name checks. Just to let you know, I have taken care of the hitmen you sent after me. I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you, but I will listen to your next podcast, which I thought was awesome. Um and he says, Dave is right. You must watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's great. Keep up the good work, guys. So uh, thank you both for those lovely, lovely yeah, messages. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, they are brilliant. And uh, I don't know. Have you checked to see whether there's any iTunes stuff? or? Uh... I haven't for a while. I know I'm finding, um, because I haven't touched iTunes for ages. And I know with like the proliferation of all these different apps that you can get for listening to podcasts and that. I know with like you know because I've used Podcast Addict for oh god probably getting on for a couple of years now easily, and I just I don't touch iTunes, so I haven't even I haven't even turned iTunes on 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 my computer for a long time. I should check if we've got any more reviews. I guess I'll just have a look now. It is. I mean, it is a bit shit, isn't it? iTunes. It's, it's just... very cranky. I got so pissed off with it. It was just. And it, the, there's so many easier ways now of listening to podcasts. I mean, like we said, let's start with Spotify, you know, you know, a lot that you want to listen to on there. And it's just so it's so easy now, you know, the different ways that, that you can listen to them mm. rather than having to go into into iTunes, which I have just finally started. It's probably I've just started it up and it'll probably download an absolute shitload of stuff now. Yeah, um, I'm just looking. Um, oh, I think we may have actually. Uh, yeah. This is from, um, on the 2nd of February, um, a five-star review uh, from FS Moobs, which is a nice name. Uh, he or she says, um, I love listening to podcasts. It beats most radio shows, hands down. Specific subject matter, comedy that Ofcom would approve of. What more do we need? Um, 
I picked up 60 Minute Speed off the back of another show, and I am not disappointed. A great range of entertainment reviews, including films, TV, music, and games, as well as some great bands between the hosts. The sound check out shows are great. A diverse mix of music that's right up my street. Good job, all. CJ. Uh, that's not me. Because uh, <laughs> I already left a review. <laughs> so... Um, but no, thank you. That was that's yeah, really thank you. That's a, that's a nice surprise to finish off the show. I didn't know about that. That's good. Ah, yeah. yeah. I feel I feel warm and fuzzy now. Aww. Oh. Oh. But there are, as you mentioned, there are. Uh, well, people can find us in all sorts of places these days. Yeah. Now, uh, if not I can just remember, the gutter. Just, especially at a weekend, lying at the side of it. Um, yeah, iTunes. Let me try and get this right. I know there's seven. There's seven different ways iTunes, I'm, ca- I'm actually counting off my fingers now. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Otto Radio, Tune In. The fuck is Otto Radio? I don't know, some radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Tune In, Spotify, Podbean, and our website. There you go, those seven. Nice one. Mm, yeah, always easy to find, just any sort of podcast. Everywhere. Just... Yeah, yeah, type in 60 Minutes with. Uh, don't get us confused with 60 Minutes. Like a lot of people have done recently, especially with all this Stormy Daniels stuff that's happening in America with Trump and that. We've had so many emails, mate, about people thinking they are, and it's through, and they've emailed us through the Contact Us form on the website, thinking that we are 60 Minutes, the American TV news show, um, and playing hell with us. <laughs> and I'm having to reply going, okay, so you've got us mixed up. We're in the UK and we're not who you obviously think we are. We've had tweets directed at us and everything um uh, yeah because i just logged on earlier on and there's one that i thought this is definitely not for us something about somebody from iowa and about physicians yeah. and, and hospitals <laughs> falsifying <laughs> records it's like what the fucking hell i've still got to you reply know. to that one because i feel i've got to reply to them because they think you know they've got in touch with the tv show and they ha- i don't want to leave them hanging thinking well that fucking tv show never got back in touch with me i just want to say look it's not us just redirect your anger. But, you know, while you're here, have a listen to the podcast and read some reviews on the website. <laughs> Actually, it's a good way to get people onto the show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the next the next entertainment show, it's going to be you and Tina. Mm. Mm, be interesting. So you've got to sort out you've got to sort out the double dip with her. You're going to have to swap some messages and find out um, what she's not seen. Yes, that, that's going to be interesting. Well, she see, she's seen a lot of stuff as well. She's seen she? a lot of stuff, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have to... Yeah, and then we've got the Magnolia show to come at some point next mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'm going to be I'm going to do another sound check show um, at some point in the next couple of weeks. Cool, that's good. Uh, so, yeah. And I think Tom Marrett, uh, check out his uh, Twitch channel uh, because he's he's into his streaming and yeah. stuff like that. He so, is, and he uh, said some lovely things about listening to us, doesn't he, via Spotify? And he said he does, he does a lot on Twitch, doesn't he? He does. So please check out his uh, his Twitch channel. And uh, yeah, so I think people are enjoying the, the shows, which is good. And your interview with Laurie Cardiel, which I listened to, which was very, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she's in one of my favourite films, Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. and plays a great, um, great character. Yeah, she's really good. And then so, yeah. you'll have the, uh, Gary to listen to again, all about Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Lots upcoming. I'm I'm just pacing myself now. Like I said, I can't I can't do too much at once anymore. (laughs) (laughs) There are other reasons that we won't even go into online, but there 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 are other reasons too. But yeah, 
So, yeah, well, I'd look forward to listening to you and Tina, though. And I can't wait for your double dip picks. I really mm. send, send us some filth. Send her three, like, really filthy things to watch. <laughs> I'm worried about what she's going to send me to watch. Well, that could be things. Yeah, she could probably, you know, send filth back to you. You never know. Probably some arty bollocks. No, <laughs> you know she's going to look for arty bollocks now after listening to this. <laughs> she's going to type that into Google, arty yeah. bollocks. What is the artiest, bollockiest film that she can find? <laughs> <laughs> right then, mate, as ever, lovely, lovely chatting with you. Yes, and, yeah, um, brilliant. And I said, well, we always said, you, I mean, fucking hell, imagine if you hadn't have cut down on some of your picks i mean we've been nearly three hours i know yeah it's crazy isn't it and i cut i cut loads out I cut loads out so yeah they've got the best of the best you know what i mean i think everything that we've talked about is is well worth watching so uh if you haven't seen them go and check them out have a have a watch of them and as always um let us know what you think email us you know go to the website 60 minutes with.co.uk fill in the contact us form uh knowing who we are and not 60 minutes american show uh, email us direct contact at 60 minutes with.co.uk and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 60 minutes with um, Twitter loads of competitions again it's like the oh, I cannot believe the competitions we're putting out and you oh mate the list I've got of what we've still got to give away in prizes is, is amazing so, really yeah oh, we've got yeah. some great stuff again to give away you know thank you to the you know the likes of um Fabulous films and Thunderbird releasing and AIM publicity and Fetch publicity and Arrow films. And, you know, we've given away some amazing stuff. So follow us on Twitter, not just for the giveaways, but, you know, we we, we retweet some interesting stuff to do with movies and music as well. Uh, and I found another haul of weird and wonderful album covers that I've been putting on Instagram too. So, you know, there is a reason to follow us on everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Mm. One hundred percent, yeah. And with that, that's the end of the February and March entertainment show. Yep. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a good one. It's been good. Um, so, what are you going to do now, mate? It's it's getting on in time. What's well? Uh, I, w- I was going to play an hour of Far Cry Five. Yeah. But because I still haven't done one yet, um, I've got. I'm going to do my next retro video. And so I'm going to go off and play Chucky Egg. Ooh. <laughs> so um, looking forward to doing that because, uh, yeah, because it's Easter. So I was thinking. Oh, mate. Oh, perfect. Egg, egg related <laughs> games. And I thought I could have played a Dizzy game, but then Dizzy's not strictly an egg. I don't mm. think. So uh, I think I think the Oliver Twins have even said he's not an egg. Yeah. So, um But, yeah, no, it's going to be Chucky Egg. I'm going to have, a, have a, a game on that. Yeah. I watched your. Um... Manx TT Superbike the other day. Oh, cool. Was, yeah, I was like, I, it, it always raises some laughs watching you playing those. Because inevitably, in most games, it, there's there's always at least one point where you go, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> As you do. As you yeah. do. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. Um, it, it's great watching you with those. It brings back some... I remember playing that as well and, and enjoying it. Um but it's like, as well, it's like, you know, when you get used to the graphics today and then you look back at those games and mm. you always think, I don't know, you the same, you always think that they looked better than when you, you go back on them now than they actually did. <laughs> you know, because at the time you thought, oh, this is like photorealistic and then you see it playing and you go, whoa, it's a bit... Yeah, so, it's amazing how, how quickly like technology's incredible. moved on in that respect. But, uh, but yeah, and then there's a little preview for the the one after that. Uh with the forthcoming release of the ne- the Rock's next big blockbuster, I'm going to be going back and playing Rampage on the Sega Master Ooh, System. Nice. 
It's as if I've thought about it. It is, isn't it? It is as though there's been actual planning involved in this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I like to have like a bit of a month of doing something like uh, themed. But this month, it's just going to be a couple, a few, a bit of some random stuff, like I said, because just say, see how it goes. It's all ties in, though. Well, I'm off now. Me and Tina are going to watch two episodes of Coronation Street. It's the big, oh, yeah, the bad guy. The bad guy in it might get his comeuppance tonight. So we're going to be real rock and roll and sit with a cup of tea and watch <laughs> Coronation Street. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> you old git. You all sit there with a blanket on her knee and we might we might, we might, might go wild and have cocoa instead of tea. How about that? And if, if you, I bet you've got those slippers that you, you actually, you can't walk in. You just put your feet in and just... Tina, yeah. Tina has got them actually. And it's oh, like, yeah. The yeah. thing is, though, she's never really used them because Bodhi got them, and it's his sex toy now. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was shagging it earlier. He'd got, yeah, he'd got um, because it's shaped this all. It's like this big foot thing, but it's shaped like an elephant. So he'd got, he'd got a monkey in his mouth and was like pound, <laughs> pounding this elephant. Always <laughs> oh, got a good life, is that dog? <laughs> right then we shall go off and do our respective things and um yeah thank you thanks to everybody that's listening thank you for um that review thanks to everyone that's got in touch with us and um yeah hopefully we've given you some good recommendations so from me i shall say au revoir yes i'll say fuck off <laughs> <laughs> that's told them <laughs> until next time <laughs> and then you can fuck off again. Yeah. 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 Go and shag some slippers.